JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, the dickens. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, here we go. It is a Tavern Tour stop for the month of July, and this show is live local and late-breaking, 71st in Keystone. We were just across the street yesterday at Sullivan Hardware and Garden for the third annual smoke-off, but today it's a Tavern Tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery, and uh, we are at The Rook. So my advice is to get here right now. This place is already hopping. And uh, Kyle walked up and we were talking to the owner of the place a little bit earlier, whom we'll talk to a little bit later on. And I said, I cannot believe it has taken this long for us to get here. This is an awesome place. This is perfect for a tavern tour stop. We will be here not until just 6 o'clock today, but because I have the first installment of Colt's Happy Hour, I'm going to be here until 7. So this is plenty of time for you to come and join us We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. We'll also have the free samples, as we always do, with our good friend Brent Halverson of Heaven Hill Distillery. I'll bring him on board. Our betting analyst coming up in just a minute. But it is one hell of a way to get started onto a weekend that we're all going to need for a variety of reasons because a lot of you, either A or B here, either A, have already taken your kids, gotten your kids back into school, so your summer's over, just like theirs. Or you have to do that coming up on Monday or maybe Tuesday. And this might be the last weekend that you can celebrate a little summer before the kids go back to school. So, again, my advice is for you to get here and join us because there's no better way to kick off a great weekend than here at the Rook with us on a tavern tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery. We're going to be here until 7 o'clock tonight. So plenty of time for you to get here. Before I bring in Brent Halverson, 
a couple of things. And this kind of went down the way that I explained it yesterday, if you remember, regarding what was ultimately going to take place with Jim Irsay. The Jim Irsay tweet uh, the night before last and how that was taken by Jonathan Taylor, evidently, and Jonathan Taylor's representation and certainly the Colts fans out there. It was, according to Jim Irsay and the Stephen Holder column, more meaningful toward what Najee Harris had to say about the totality of what running backs are getting paid right now. But here's the issue. I have gone, there's Jeremiah, I have gone from certainly he is necessary and I'm never going to step off of that. And I thought at some point that this thing is going to get healed and he's going to come back, he's going to play because A, Jonathan Taylor doesn't want to miss out on any money and B, the Colts understand, I believe they should understand at least, that they need him to produce, especially when you're bringing along that youthful, inexperienced quarterback in Anthony Richardson. And right now, all you're getting from Anthony Richardson is a swing pass here, and you know you get an oh wow um, quarterback holding the ball type of moment where he throws it 60 yards down the field. And all that's great, and that's what you're going to get during camp with a rookie quarterback that you haven't seen very much that is a great mystery. But at the same time, when it's time to produce and he is in there, do you want to see him evolve as a quarterback? You're going to need somebody to the likes of Jonathan Taylor. I'm sorry. This is not a plug-and-play situation with any other average who gives a crap running back across this running back landscape here in the NFL. This is somebody that you need to be able to count on. And right now, it looks to me, if you saw the pictures that I tweeted out, and I don't know who, I don't know if the Indy Star or some random dude that took the pictures of Jonathan Taylor. Hey, you're probably going to have to turn that down because that's not going to work. Um, if you saw those pictures earlier today, that's an issue right there because that looks like a dude that not is just kind of showing everybody how he feels in the moment, but how he feels moving forward that may in this case, may never change. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you and go, oh, well, wait a minute. we got to feel sorry for everybody. and This is not good for the team. Uh, you know, you got to send them home. Or do, I'm not going to say that. But that look, to me, was more meaningful just standing there as stoically as he was watching the running backs work out. Um, and I'm sure that he got a little bit of detail from his representation about how to handle it. But that is a dude that doesn't look happy no matter what Jim Irsay had to say. Yeah, Jim Irsay with the quotes that we got from the Stephen Holder article of late last night, you know, regarding that is this. The comment wasn't really directed at Jonathan, Irsay said in a phone interview with Stephen Holder. We haven't exchanged any contact contract numbers with each other or anything like that. So it's not like that we're in the midst of that. I think we had a tough season last year, didn't win a lot of games. This is a year about coming back together and having a great year, and we're really depending on Jonathan to team up with the quarterback, Anthony Richardson, to try and pull together and have a great year. Now, you can look at this two different ways if you like. One is that he gets it, that we've been talking about the entirety of the time, that he is necessary. 
The other is that it's almost like what Chris Bowden was saying the other day. Won four games a year ago, disappointing a year ago, new coaching staff in here. So nothing is solidified. And then when Jim Irsay went further and said that they've had no contractual conversations yet, I'll be honest with you, I don't care about that. I do not care about that. Like, to me, he's still got a contract in which he's going to be underpaid right now. I guess we're assuming that with the level of production that we would expect out of him. But to me, it's more about further down the road. To me, this team is still going to need him next year and maybe even the year after that. I just think a lot of times right now, Colts fans with the whole plug-and-play anybody thing, you're just pissed off at either side. And this is where this, again, could all be avoided if you just kept all this quiet and you didn't turn it into a circus and you didn't turn it into a clown show. So I said yesterday that at some point you would think both sides would come to their senses and understand in the present and then even moving forward to next year that he's going to be necessary. But after seeing the face today, the reaction today, the comments of last night, which I thought were, were mixed messaged here, yeah, we like him, but kind of stuff, then I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised on anything. And it is a dangerous territory, guys. It's a dangerous territory when you can say you can plug anybody in there. Because, again, as I mentioned, the Eagles a year ago got 1,200-plus rushing yards out of Miles Sanders. And you're going to counter with, well, now he is in Carolina. So what? He was with the Eagles a year ago when they had a great offense look led by Jalen Hurts. A lot, we think, of the way the Colts are going to play this year. You just need to keep this thing as stinking normal as possible. And the Colts can rarely, if ever, do that. Or certainly over the past six plus years, even going back to the Grigson era, you can rarely do that. You always have to have some crap going on. So this is the crap going on. As I mentioned yesterday, you would like to see both sides come together and understand, at least in the present, they need one another. But you get the words and the quotes last night from Stephen Holder and that article on ESPN.com from Colts owner Jim Ursay. And then you, you just get the look the look of Jonathan Taylor standing watching his running back group work out today. I'm telling you, this is just incredibly awful all the way around, and this is something, unfortunately, Colts fans, that you've gotten used to. And I know that you guys you guys started out on Taylor's side, and now you're comparing Jonathan Taylor to Oladipo and to Paul George. That's where we are. That's where we've been in the past 48 hours. It's weird, too, when I step up and try to be the voice of reason. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's weird. When I step up and try to be the voice of reason, it is really odd, if not awkward. But that absolutely, that's where we are right now, and we'll see where this ends up going. And listen, we may look back on this if it comes back and plays and performs as who cares, but this is certainly more than a who cares type of moment right here. I mean, there is crap going on, and it's inside their own house, and it's crap that either side, somebody needs to take care of this. Somebody needs to start acting like professional adult grown-ups here and take care of this and understand that this is, again, a different situation than all these other teams that anybody ever wants to explain. Oh, you saw what Kansas City did in the Super Bowl with a running back last year. Uh, you know what? Well, it's not Kansas City here. Last I checked, right? 
Is Patrick Mahomes going to run out of the tunnel this year? No, it's not Kansas City. Well, you saw that transition when the Colts didn't need Edger and James any longer. You know, they made that transition to a die, and that was just fine. Okay, well, who was their quarterback then? Was it somebody that quarterback 13 games so far in college? Well, who was the quarterback? I can't remember. His name was Manning something. Peyton Manning? Uh, Peyton Manning made anybody good. That's just what Peyton Manning did. Peyton Manning made everybody good. Some of those guys came with already skill sets to be good, but Peyton Manning made a guy that's a dentist right now good at wide receiver, all right? So all these comparisons are bull crap. Just understand the situation. The situation they're in right now, they both need one another. Act like it. Ultimately, they probably will not. We shall see, and we'll talk about that again coming up later on. Kravitz going to join me in the 5 o'clock hour. Hashtag Ask Pat. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Gardner to get a shout-out to Pat. Yesterday, Pat donated six grand to charities. I took home my third consecutive smoke-off title over Mike Wells. So four grand goes to Teacher's Treasures, and then two grand for the runner-up goes to Mike Wells and then goes to the Brownsburg Educational Foundation. So six grand in all for aspects of education. For me, educators and teachers, as we start back, I could not be more happy. Let me tell you this. If you get a chance, slide by Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Say hello to Pat and thank Pat because that was incredible what he did yesterday and what he has done in three years with us doing the smoke off and how he gives back absolutely incredible pat sullivan sullivan hardware and garden hashtag ask pat four o'clock hour free yeti for you that's going to be awesome we got that coming up, and uh, we also got to mention Bob Kravitz as well. I think Mark Sheldon, right, is going to be on the show. Reds and Bark out west into Chavez Ravine to take on the Dodgers later on tonight. That's a weekend set. We got you covered on that coming up a little bit later on. As well, Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery, is joining us right now, too. This is a tavern tour stop. This at the Rook is perfect, buddy. Absolutely perfect. This is what we're looking for, right? This is everything that uh, we're out doing this tavern tour for. So I think uh, and you're in for a treat here, too, John. They have some great, great spe- uh, features. Yeah. And, and as you th- noticed right before we started the show, and hopefully, well, not hopefully, I guess, but they're right next to the fire station, right? Okay. So anytime a fire. And this is 71st and Keystone, the 70- fire station. There you go. It's just a little bit to the east. Absolutely. Right here of Keystone. Anytime a uh, fire truck leaves, they come out and they have these red uh, uh, flashing sirens that uh, uh, there's $2 shots of yeah. fire when that happens. Isn't that cool? I mean, so when you, they lose, the, the, uh, when they leave, I should say, when they leave, the sirens go off like this is stick at Station 51 in emergency yep. days. Absolutely. And then everybody in here gets a $2 shot of Evan fire. fire. Isn't that awesome? That's outstanding. It's great. So that we is. might, depending on, now hopefully, Hopefully there's not a lot of fires. Hopefully they're just out doing some training. No doubt. And they keep leaving. Exactly. And it keeps going or off. Just go ahead, just go ahead and just ring the bell anyway. Just ring the bell. Just yeah. come around. So no, come come join us. This is a treat to be at the Rook. And again, when we talk tavern tour stops, this is the one of those joints that we like to be at. Uh, one of the best hidden secrets where we're at right here, John. First time you're here, right? It is. First it time. is. I mean, it's yeah. it's a uh, it's definitely a, a wonderful spot. I mean, you got a lot of great people here. It's a it's a pretty full bar. We got room for everybody out there if you're listening. Come join us. Let's get some of these wonderful. Heaven Hill samples today. I cannot wait for that, too. Again, we're at the Rook, 71st and Keystone. This is a July tavern tour stop. And when we talk about taverns, 
this this is absolutely it. This is it, and this, this is what we this do is this a for. Great way to describe it. You know, we've got. Uh, I mean, it's pretty wild, John. This is our yeah. uh, second year of tavern tours, right? And we're halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through the uh, the year. We'll let you know towards the end of the show where we're going to be next month. So we've got these planned through the end of the year. We also are right around the corner from uh, our sixth season of Larceny Locks Lunazul Shots, and we've got some big stuff in store for that too. Well, and how about the Cincinnati Bengals dodging at least as we hear it right now that proverbial bullet yesterday with Joe Burrow, a cap strain. Now, again, I'll remind like super fans of the Bengals like Olivia here, I'll remind Olivia that we had a, a cap strain around here with Andrew Luck that ultimately turned into a retirement. <laughs> now, I know this is all different, but I'm just saying, but it looks like the Bengals dodged a bullet yesterday. Uh, Taylor Ramsey went down, I think, in Dolphins practice yesterday. Yeah, too. He, he's getting a uh, full meniscus surgery yeah, like I had, he so he's out he's uh, through December or possibly the year they, they say. Um, so. they, uh, he's uh, going to have a meniscus surgery with Taylor Ramsey of the Dolphins, so already a couple of injuries right there, and certainly Burrow is the big one, too. This is going to be an interesting year when you look across the board because it's going to be the usual suspects. Well, you're kind of you're looking a little bit long and hard for those teams that, that ultimately make that step up that we expect. Uh, we'll get to talk about that I'm sure a little bit later on anybody kind of pop off the page for you as well I mean I, everybody's kind of going at Detroit right now in your division with the Packers yeah. but uh, you look at anybody else as far as maybe jumping off the page that we wouldn't necessarily believe to be doing that you know I mean again you speak of those Lions and what they did last year now and, and they've turned around after I don't know 40 years of trying to be able to uh, to get into play they're there uh, I mean look what the Jets keep adding I mean it's like the Packers junior now you know what I mean they've got a lot of Packers on that team they're restructuring kind I mean, you like? Are you like a Packers Junior fan now? I'm not. I'm not. No, you can't be no I'm not at all. Wait till but, they end up getting Dalvin Cook too. Well, you know, I tell you, it's 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 hard to say what's going to happen with that. But I think, um, you know, again with Rodgers restructuring his contract, get an extra year. He just wants to have a, another Super Bowl shot. So, uh, there, you know, he restructured what 35 million dollars. Yep. I mean, it was pretty impressive that he did that. But uh, you know, you got to look at the Jets. I'm, I'm still anxious to see. I know there's a lot of changes, but uh, no, those Raiders, man, they, they just keep. You think they're getting there? I mean, they've got Devontae and Garoppolo's all in well, love now, that, now, now with Devontae. Remember, maybe Devontae Adams would like to get traded and maybe want to end up back with the Jets. And, you know, this is all stuff that ultimately is not going to get done. But Not before the season. Yeah, sure, it, it, it's a rumor. Right and you're going to have yeah. that flying. I mean, again, when you're talking, I think still he's the number one receiver in the league. Underutilized last year. I think he felt that he was yeah. upset and everything. You know, again, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, when you talk about teams stepping off the page. I don't really know what to think when you talk when you talk Green Bay Packers, right? I think Jordan Love, everything I've seen from him coming in, being the man, he's owning that locker room right now. He's got the guys bought in. We're locking a little bit on some talent here and there, but uh, you know, I'm excited to see what happens there. There's a lot of changes in the NFL. We're going to have to look at when we're talking week oh, one of no football. Doubt about that, yeah. There's a lot of changes, so you can't just look at those teams that you've always said, hey, wow, they're going to be up at the top. A lot of changes there, so uh, I, I think it'll be one of those years that we're going to see some interesting stuff, you know? I mean, I, I can't wait. I can't believe we're talking about it. Feels like it's been forever. It is. But it's right around the corner. That's our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery. This is a Tavern Tour stop at the Rook 71st in Keystone on this Friday, the Tavern Tour stop for the month of July. Yeah, we got our locks and our shots that are not too far away right now. And you kind of look like you know, some of these teams and, and this movement. I had Mark Vandermeer, the voice of the Texans, on yesterday, and I had completely forgotten about all the work that they had done. They have a lot of name-recognizable dudes 
but there are many of them on one-year deals, so you're just going to see what you can get, especially on the defensive side of the football. But there are a lot of faces in new places right here that you have to get used to seeing if it's going to work out. And at the top of that list is your guy Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, but there are many others. How about this one? And Sean Payton. Sean Payton with all the bravado in the world yesterday talking junk about Nathaniel Hackett and what was a clown show of their own in Denver a year ago was the head coach. I mean, everybody expects him to turn things around with Russell Wilson being there and Russell Wilson being different. But what if Russell Wilson, more, what if more of that is a product of Wilson than it is anything in Denver, too. More of a product of the personnel than it is anything there. Now, yeah, Hackett was a joke most of the season. I mean, we saw that in that game against the Colts that was a laugher that they ended up winning. But at the same time, I mean, it made me more personnel than it is anything else. But Sean Payton being Sean Payton saying, hey, the new sheriff's in town here. That's going to be me. And the guy a year ago was a clown. Expect major differences this year. And that's from a coaching standpoint, the changes we're talking and about. And you got to have somebody come in and switch that completely up, right? Because he Hackett didn't own that locker room. Nobody you know, again, Russell Wilson, is he, is it him? Well, it's probably a little bit of everything out there, right? So it I think it's like a be, lot of everything. It's a lot of everything. But the, the coach didn't help. There's no doubt. No, no, for sure. For sure. And I, I think, uh, you know, he's back to what he needs to be doing with quarterbacks and whatnot. Sean Payton is a heck of a coach. So I, I expect things to turn around there quite a bit. So Brent Alverson, Heaven Hill Distillery. This is our tavern tour stop. And this location is the Rook on Keystone and 71st Street right here as well. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live is on location. And by the way, you know, we talked about when the sirens go off here, and it's going to be a uh, an Evan Williams fire shot for everybody. But the tavern tour menu for the Rook here today is outstanding. So right now, have we call this the new kid? That is the new kid. This is the new kid. That's is the that, new kid. Did, was this you that came up with the name? No, I no. think that's uh, the wonderful owner Kyle here. I like the new kid. The bar. I mean, they, they were putting this together. And yep. The new kid in town. I mean, you're here, right? And this is your well, drink. I, I, when I see the new kid, I immediately think of the Eagles and the new kid, <laughs> new in, kid town. in town. That's right. And I now want to give a sky point to Randy Meisner, who started out with the Eagles, but passed away back on Wednesday. I believe Randy Randy Meisner's Eagles tune, his signature was taken to the limit, I believe. <laughs> so, uh, you know. I'm connected to dots for no other reason than to tell you that the new kid is Larceny Bourbon and Ginger Ale, just like I'm drinking right now inside well, the lounge. Cheers meeting. to that. I love all the Thank uh, you very much. The they all That's lead awesome. up. They all the lead, lead up, up right. to exactly what the beverage is right here. That's Larceny Bourbon and Ginger Ale. It's called the new kid. That's right. And they got a great little menu there. I mean, if you look at uh, the summer sip with Lunazul tequila and yep. how refreshing is that? Soda and fruit, fruit garnish. garnish. Yeah. And the, soda. The Rook Tea, my, my afternoon day drink, as yes. I like to call it, with a little Evan Williams peach, peach bourbon. And tea, there's nothing more yacht rocky than the, the root there tea. You right there you go. Absolutely. The classic right. is Elijah Craig bourbon and cola. Yeah. Right there. Some good options back there, my friend. So you've got that but right. But you've got to come check this place out. I mean, this yes. is a truly great spot. A great joint, as our good friend Randy Strand likes to say. This is great. This Come on out. Uh, you've got some TVs around for your viewing pleasure. And uh, you're in the house, my friend. So We're in the house. We're going to have some fun in the process. No, and I, this is what this is all about, too. And we've had so many different stops where we've done our tavern tour been to places like this and you kind of realize what you've been missing this is definitely one we've been missing this this is a joint right here. absolutely this is a joint we'll get uh, we'll get kyle up here to join us she's great uh hopefully uh what uh, probably mm-hmm. middle of the second hour or you something we'll, get up. we'll hear some good stories and uh hear a little bit more about uh, the rook and until then again come on in let's uh, do some sampling
Pat Sullivan's going to be here. Actually, flip that script a little bit, I think, James, right? So Pat Sullivan, hashtag AskPat's going to be in here with us coming up at 3.30. Mark Sheldon of MLB.com writes about the Reds. He's going to join us coming up a little bit later on in the show. And as I mentioned, Bob Kravitz, the columnist, is going to be here, too. Bob Kravitz has embarked on his new own thing, but we'll get his thoughts on the whole Jonathan Taylor, Colt saga practice earlier today. And I know... I know that a lot of you are bummed out. That was a practice that was sold out. I believe four of the 13 previous uh, to going into the weekend were sold out. And then with the weather that blew in here, I didn't even know it was supposed to do what it did this morning. Like, I thought it was supposed to be like 100 degrees today, which it may still get up into the 90s. I guess it is outside. But I didn't know that it was going to storm as it did um, earlier this morning. That's just stands to reason. I can't look at the weather other than my phone because I have direct TV and I hardly get anything here locally. <laughs> <laughs> can't even watch my damn self on Sunday night on Fox 59. But that kind of blew in here this morning. And I know the guys in the morning, Jake and Kevin, were out at um, the State Fair opening, and that delayed that, but uh, the weather has certainly cleared off right now and seems to be good to go here. So if you want to start a great weekend of fun, Brent, this is it. It is it, and, and you're right. It is sunny and beautiful. I just walked in from outside. It's not as hot as yesterday. It was really steamy. You know, it was I thought it was supposed to be 100 today. I did, too. I yeah. really did, too. And then, like you said, I, did, I had no idea, and all of a sudden these black clouds came up and it just unleashed. You know? <laughs> I got out. I saw, I, saw the, I saw the horizon to the west of where I lived down near Bargersville. So I went out and got on the lawnmower at 745 in the morning started mowing. Holy cow. Yeah, I just got up. Okay, got to mow. What time zone is that in? Are you a uh, yeah, 745 <laughs> right there? 745 in the morning and started mowing and got like almost all of it in, like more than half of it in before it just all of a sudden just started pouring. There you go. Well, so, at least you got half of it done. Hope you got the front done so everybody the sees front, what's The front, cut. hey, I always make sure yep. that the curb appeal is there. There you go. The curb appeal was there. So All right. It's Brent Halverson right there as well. Pat Sullivan is going to join us. Hashtag Ask Pat. Hey, everybody. We've got free Yeti to give away in our segment of Hashtag Ask Pat. And I want everybody to thank Pat for his incredible donation yesterday uh, to, to my, as the winner of the smoke off, the third annual, four grand to Teacher's Treasures and to Mike Wells as well. Mike, of course, the Brownsburg Educational Foundation gets two grand, so $6,000 in all, and that is from our good friend Pat Sullivan of Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Uh, you could not ask for a better dude than Pat. That's outstanding. I mean, there is not a better dude. He is a good dude. I always look forward to his insight, too. You know, he's got yeah, some great well, I mean, I mean, it's all stuff that I have no idea. <laughs> now, we'll say this. Yesterday, my meat got smoked on an egg. Shout out to Mark Sion, Big Green Egg. I think Mike's, who came in second again this year, went on the Traeger. So it just kind of depends what you look at, too. I mean, the Traeger is something where you kind of set it and forget it. With the Big Green Egg, you kind of keep a watchful eye on that bad boy. Well, you know what's good is you also can have a cocktail, right? So you can have a cocktail, You've got to be out there and man the grill, but also uh, be sure to keep yourself nice, hydrate, nicely hydrated and uh, put out some good product. It sounds like you did, my friend. But both, um, both evidently were really good because people ended up eating it, and I had nothing at all to take home. 
by the way. So, hey, I mentioned the Reds and the Dodgers. Mark Shelton's going to join me a little bit later on. That's a weekend set, Chavez Ravine in Southern California. Uh, looks as if the Dodgers made a deal. Lance Lynn, the former Brownsburg standout, and Joe Kelly, uh, two dudes that have, well, certainly Joe Kelly has been synonymous with a lot of postseasons and in the past um, as a reliever, right-handed reliever, uh, some World Series situations. Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly both going to the Dodgers today. So Lance Lynn, the big right-hander, the starter, is going to the Dodgers in the trade. Reds and Dodgers, game one of a weekend set coming up in L.A. That is uh, beginning later on tonight in Los Angeles. All right, Brent Halverson rejoins coming up in a minute. I just saw Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, hashtag AskPat. Get those questions ready, 239-1070. Any of the questions you want. Now, if we read your question uh, on the air and James picks you, or if we bring you on the air and James picks you, you will win free Yeti, courtesy of Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Hashtag Ash Pat. Pat Sullivan coming up on the other side. Mark Sheldon still to come, too. And we got Bob Kravitz coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. More on the Colts. Another day of practice. Like yesterday was a walkthrough. Today was a practice. They did move it indoors because of the weather up in Westfield. But we'll go over that with Bob and this whole Jonathan Taylor Colts situation that... Up until this morning when I saw those pictures, I thought, yeah, you know what? I think everybody's going to come to their senses. Um, And I don't know if anybody's going to come to their senses now, Uh, especially after seeing the stoic look and the face of Jonathan Taylor. Are you just thinking, all right, because that's not him. I mean, you've seen that dude in the past, and that dude's been fun-loving. Just an incredible interview in the past. It looks like that. And, And, again, he's still under contract. Still have to play. If he wants to sit out, that would be ridiculous. You'd just be giving away money, even if you are viewed as underpaid right now. you got to take that money whenever you can. But I don't know if they're going to be able to repair this. We shall see. We'll talk to Kravitz about that. Coming up at the 5 o'clock hour, Tavern Tour stop on a Friday in July. We are at the Rook, and there's J-Law in the house right there, too. The Rook, 71st and Keystone, Heaven Hill Distillery, Brent Holverson, our betting analyst, and more here slide by for the free samples in an incredible atmosphere the stream the app hd radio 93.5 and 107.5 the fan the ride with jmv one is this or is this not the xfl yes it is two do i or do i not currently have a pulse yes i do let's play football 93.5 and 107.5 the fan Welcome back. This is a Tavern Tour stop, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is the Rook. 71st in Keystone is our location. I'm telling you what, absolutely packed right now, but we got room for you. I want to see all of our friends out here, friends of the show, people that love the Tavern Tour stops, people that want to be a part of this. This is exactly what we want in a Tavern Tour stop. It is the Rook at 71st to Keystone with Heaven Hill Distillery and Brent Halverson. John, it is it's great to be here. And again, a good special guest, Mr. Pat Sullivan over here. I'm excited to hear it's some of you. the greatest of the, uh, human being of all time. Oh, that's, for that's gosh sake. That's a bold statement. I love it. Of all time. Woo. Did you know that? What's that? Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Home Running Garden. Greatest human being of all time. I don't think so, John. Boy, I am really hot on my mic. Can you get <laughs> hot. There you go. There's no doubt you're hot. Ah, there we go. 
See, here's what's weird about this, right? Because I think you're turning down mine right there. Yeah, that was mine. Which now. is not good. <laughs> now my mic is up. Oh, it's coming back up. There we go. There it is. Can right I hear there. you now? I think this is touchy. Yeah, it is a little is touchy. touchy. It's touch and go, but hey, that's what oh, we Oh, there we go. There, See, we right there we go. Here's what's funny Sweet about spot. this. And again, this is insider talk right here. I apologize radio-wise. If I jack with this, I can hear you. But if I jack with it again, I can't. Oh, yeah. So like so a if loose you say con- something really stupid, I go, I'm going to jack with like that. Like a loose connection. Yes. <laughs> a little loose connection. Me, I'm going to jack with it so I can hear you. Right? Oh, hold on. There you <laughs> are. Hey, how about the rook? I didn't even know you are here. I was just coming over here to look for my employees and get them back to work. <laughs> I know it. The so, yeah. house has got to get cleaned. Right That's now. right. So, yes. This is uh, this is, this is a mainstay of the neighborhood, though. The Rook. That's what I've heard. This How is long is this? Like, our friend J-Law is here, and he has said that this is the place back in the day to go to get late-night biscuits and gravy. And I don't know about anybody else. I am such a fan of biscuits and gravy. Really? I didn't... Back in the day, I hear. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I remember go? it was they called. They call it B&G now, and I can't get down with that. Oh, I, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, you know they got B and G. B and G. B and G. Yeah. No, biscuits and gravy. All right. There's yeah. no B and G. Yeah, I would think that would be Brian and Gavin. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. B and G. Yeah, this used to be called Katie O'Connor's for a while, and okay. so it's always been a neighborhood spot. And so it was very good. But way back in the day, this was Magic Mar- uh, Market, which was the uh, the whole building here. What's what was Magic about the market? It was a little convenience store. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, see, the older people are looking at me like, I remember Magic Market. Well, when, you know. when, I, when I think of Magic Market, I'm thinking about a place that sells a lot of bongs. <laughs> no. It's no, they bus. sold. It's sl- like, and they spelled no. Magic with a J. It was Magic Slushies. <laughs> Magic's with a J, and there are a lot of bongs no. around here. And that's when they, remember that those places where they sell the bongs here in states that don't have legalized marijuana smoking, right? And they sell the bongs, and, and they sell them in terms of, well, these are decor. This is decoration. Okay, yeah. Did not realize it's, it's that. Gonna be, I, it's going to be decorated to the palm of my hand. Wow, you seem to, to, right seem to know a lot about that. I, it's going to be decorated tell me more between I don't my understand. index finger and my thumb, Pat. Yeah. That's where it's decorated. I, I don't understand. How's that I, decoration looking I, I'm right not sure what you're referring to because, uh, <laughs> you know, being the good Catholic boy from St. Pius X right down the street. Oh, I know nobody from Chittard does anything bad. I no. know that. Now, all the bad is cathedral, right? Is that all the bad? Oh, is it cathedral? no. No, you know what the difference between those two schools and maybe other schools? Yeah. They run faster. Cops show up. We train them to take off. <laughs> take off See, and, and don't stop running. <laughs> I swear, and this is what I learned at Indiana State, when I had big-ass parties and the cops came, one once upon a time told me, if you just lock the door and shut off the lights, we'll go away. So I tried it. I did. I tried it. And what happened? The SWAT they team came? They went away. Came? Oh, I figured oh, they, they yeah, called the, they, wow. did, they did drag my ass in the street and say, hey, if we have to come back here, nobody else in your house is going to jail but you. Oh. So I go, okay. Everybody out. Okay. It's over. But they said if you shut the lights off and lock the door, we'll go away. I don't know if that's true now. That was 1992. Oh, I, I, that's guarantee that's changed. That was, that was yeah, I don't, I don't think that's so true. It was Darryl, Indiana in 1992, <laughs> and I think they just didn't want to jack with us. Yeah, know? 1992 was still when uh, they they caught you uh, with a couple cases of beer 
He was like, put, yeah. put one in the car for evidence, and then you boys need to pour out the other one. Uh-huh. So. And then show it right in front of hey, you. You know what's, what's better out. now, though? What's when that? you see When we see a red light today, we're not going to run. No. We're going to do shots of Evan Fire. So every time again, every time that, that siren goes off, everybody's doing shots did of Evan Fire in here. I did not isn't know that. that a, look at that special right there. Isn't that great? The fire station special because the fire station's fire right station, next door. Yeah. When the sirens go off at Station 21, our sirens go off at the pub. Evan Fire, $2 while sirens are flashing. Isn't that great? That, that is great. Whatever. Now, well, we is, hope so that is that just today? Uh, what, what if people are not, does that make people call in false alarms? I mean, well, no. God forbid. We don't want to see those trucks going. <laughs> and we were talking earlier. That is, hopefully they're just out doing some, like, practice runs, right? But every well, time they leave that building, that siren's going off. We're all I know is they've been over to my place twice to check the dumpsters today. Is that right? For a dumpster fire. <laughs> like and today? Like, yeah, and I, I, they're not on fire, so I don't know who, who called that in. But. Well, what are you guys dumping in your dumpster over there? Got some dude sleeping in your hay bales oh. over there still? Yeah, I can't say. That's, he's a security employee. <laughs> he is a uh-huh. security employee. Yeah. That's, that's the way they should be over there. Hey, so the, uh, the brisket cook-off, uh, smoke-off last night, uh, you, for the third year in a row, yeah. That's won dominance. that thing. But here's my concern. Have you heard from ESPN's Mike Wells yet? I have yet? not, but he's at Kings Island today. Oh, is he? Because he did yeah. not. Uh, I know he was listening. I did not hear from him. I, I, I figured he was might it, be a little upset. It's a combination, I think, of being pissy about losing for a third straight year and being in a long line at the Tilt-A-Whirl. Oh, that could be. So I think that's a combination. Yeah, the Tilt-A-Whirl. So he didn't really want to go over there. You ever, like, anybody ever go to Kings Island? You get all these elaborate rides. And you ever see these, these folks that go into that crap that you can get at the county fair, like the teacups? Who the hell invented the teacups? Why in the world would you ever get on the teacup ride? I mean, all you do is get in there, and it goes in a circle, and then you spin as fast as you can in a circle. That's what, those are the ones that get me sick. I can ride those oh big ones all day long. All. I can't I get on those teacups. So. I mean, can you I'm imagine done. me? I'm hurling all over everybody right Listen, there. if you have the a— teacup's uh, the worst ride of all time. If you have a beautiful child of yours that looks up into your eyes and says, I want to ride the teacups. Well, your ass is riding it on your own, lovely. Really? Yes. Huh. I'm not getting in that damn teacup. Okay. Makes you sick. You know, the uh, other one that, that really got me, too, was was, was it called the Gravitron? Yeah. Like that thing just the spins around. The rotor where yeah. the floor drops yeah. out. Is, you is just that, stand back, yeah. and it is just that spins you around. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah there that's, were, there's somebody threw up on it one oh, day. Just, yeah. Oh, it was disgusting. I'm like, hey, get me out of this well, thing. the Himalaya was always great, and that's my days back at the Bloomington, Indiana, Indiana University Fun Frolic. The Fun Frolic was a summer staple, and they had the Himalaya. And the DJ, he had a Himalaya that had a DJ. And the DJ would say, do you want to go faster? And like this, yeah, hey, Motley Crue. And they're just going and, around. Yeah, and the kickstart my heart to be playing, and all you're doing is, and, yeah. you wanna, and then all of a sudden you throw it in reverse, and you're going to do the same thing. Were you reverse. yelling no the when Himalaya. they asked that question? No, do you want to go faster? <laughs> I, think, I think the guy at the Himalaya moonlighted as the guy that was also the strip club <laughs> DJ. So, yeah, you got two gigs right there in one. All right, hey, again, thanks for yesterday. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Smoke off, four thousand dollars. That's it. Teachers' teachers treasures treasures. just in time for the start of school, and then Brownsburg's educational foundation, two two, grand. Two grand. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I know Mike was disappointed. Justin was disappointed, but you know what? The people spoke. Yeah. They said JMV, and uh, Joe is the is the guys. They said don't put sweet on the meat. I think that is a little bit what you, it is. You can't mix the sweet and the meat. Yeah. You know what? If yeah. if there wasn't two briskets, yes. I think everybody 
fine, man. That because it was good. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, when you got that saltiness from right. the one you guys did, oh, the hickory just came up and yeah. flexed and went. Look, this is it. Like I'm flexing right here in the lounge via YouTube. Yeah. Side. I mean, the hickory, the hickory smoke flexed. Flexed it. Yeah. It, yeah. The sweet, the sweet meat is just yeah. Yeah, brisket's a little traditional, and uh, Justin uh, went out on a limb on that. He was very happy with it. It was good. Yeah. yeah. But it, uh, that I tell you what, the people just came right back to yours, which really surprised me because you had a flame out on your grill. Yeah. Uh, that thing that we didn't, they didn't pull it until 37 minutes before tasting, which That's is incredible. a no-no. So and they put it in a towel. Put, it in, put towel. it in a towel. Yep, that was my bath towel oh, from that morning. Actually, <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah, the hand the hand towel that you guys have in your John, edible bathrooms. I've never so. tried your meat, and it oh. kind of sounds weird my saying that. My meat is not but, sweet. Uh, my meat comes at you and says, "This is a manly meat, right?" Yeah. Here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, you had some good meat. seasoning. Well, it sounds like from, fact, uh, the, from the towel. The crust on your meat was what I <laughs> think <laughs> impressed a lot of the people that were there well, last we, night. We put we put wild hogs rub on that bad boy, and then a little bit of coffee. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that have never seen bark. Like bark like that on on your meat. <laughs> My meat was spectacular. Well, I, yeah, I've yeah. heard. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, three years in a row, right? Three, three years, years in, in a row. row. That's impressive. Yeah. From the Rook is our tavern right. tour stop. Month of July, seventy first in Keystone, and right across the street, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Yeah, I just this was great. I just walked across and Friday edition. Of picked Hashtag up some trash on the way. And look at that good citizen right there. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's All excellent. right, we got free yeti to give away too with your questions. Let's go to Todd at two three nine ten seventy to start this off. Hello, Todd. Welcome to the show. John, you obviously need to write a book about barbecue and other people are doing it. I've got incredible sweet meat, Todd. That's the word. <laughs> what do you got, buddy? Oh, oh. Um, I, don't, I don't want your text like out there. If, if you have Sullivan on mute in case it touches. Um, he, uh, if you're listening to Lindsey Horan and uh, whatever, they're nice. Hey, um, so, Pat, I, um, I've inherited a house with a green apple tree. How do I know if these things are edible or not? Um, they, just, they, they don't look good, but I'm just kind of curious uh, what your uh, impression would be on how to how to look at those. So if I caught that right, because it's very loud in here for an old man. So green apples, is that right? From a uh, Where's this tree at? So I inherited a house with a green apple tree us. in the backyard. And so you're uh, wondering whether that is an edible uh, variety. Exactly. So yes. very simple, very simple. I know you don't know the neighbors yet, but you just take some over there and see how they do. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a simple one. Kind of a yeah. snow white thing, right? I get it. What would it do for Todd if he actually ate one and it wasn't great for him? Would it uh, you know diarrhea? What? Yeah, yeah, you'd have a little stomach <laughs> upset. I think that I would, uh, what I would do is cut off just a little bit of the limb and a fruit and take it to your local garden center, and they'll be able to tell you if that is some sort of crab, variety of crab, or if that is an edible. Just eat yeah, it and see if it gives you diarrhea, Todd, okay? That's really, just keep it at home. Just really eat it. If it gives you diarrhea, then you'll know. Yeah, I don't know if it was the nachos or that green apple, but I'm not eating any more of them. Tell Halverson, I said yo. You got it. That's Todd right there. Shout out to Brent Halverson, by the way, too. It's uh, hashtag AskPat. We also have questions via what used to be known as Twitter is now X. Hashtag AskPat. The questions are in. Uh, I have a redbud tree, Pat, that's okay. about two feet tall. When is a good time to transplant it to another area? Hashtag Ask Pat from Jeff Dickerson. You know, that is a great one. That's a great size, two foot. Uh, it'll be easy to uh, 
to transplant. And very simple now, that unless you, you know, unless it's something where you have to move it right now. But if you don't, the best time to do it is when uh, when it goes dormant, when the leaves drop off of it. And for some reason, if you did have to move it now, just yank the leaves off of it, take as much soil as you can. But it would be much, much, much better to do that in uh, the dormancy period in the fall, late October, November, December. Giant ants, hashtag Aspat from Joe C. How do I get rid of them? Giant ants? I'm assuming carpenter ants. Uh, right? You know what? Uh, if you see a little bit of uh, sawdust and such, you might uh, have carpenter ants. But there's also a lot of variety of, of ants depending on the, the, the thing about carpenter ants. Carpenter ants don't go after like a perfectly good house. They go after rotting wood. So that's generally why you'll see them around the areas of uh, uh, you know firewood, yeah. uh, rotten wood on the uh, that's laying you know maybe an old deck or something like that. But what I would do first to start off with, I would just take some uh, either seven if you want something a little stronger, malathion, and spray that area and uh, wherever you see him. Uh, but you know, I, I guess I wish I would know where where he was seeing them at. Duke Dynamite says hashtag Ask Pat the best way to keep my tomato plants producing. Uh, the best way, once they start to set fruit, the, the most important thing is to fertilize them on a regular basis and fertilize them with some calcium. So that would be a Spoma tomato tone, uh, miracle Grow tomato food. That calcium allows the uh, to uh, kind of maintain the that imbalance of moisture that a tomato plant gets and will prevent blossom end rot. All right, JMV, the best part about Cathedral and Chittard people 30-plus years of age, we're all friends now. We are all friends. That's nice. Absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. You know, we, 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 be we, friends? we go at it, but then uh, at the end of the day, we're all here at the Rook. There's a lot of cathedral and star people show up here at the Rook. That's great. Love so, the Rook. That's awesome. Love it. This is where we meet the neighbors. I have, um, I have called you the greatest human being of all time around here. Seriously. I... I you are the best dude ever. Oh, stop. You are awesome for what you do, for what you do. And you know me. I've got a soft spot in my heart for teachers and educators. Oh, I know. And I love to help, you know what? help out. I do, too. And I tell you what, and I don't want to get on my soapbox, but this city, this state, we spend too much money on buildings and not enough money on teachers. Absolutely. You know what? Right Damn down, right. Right down the street. Pay them, baby. That great school that I went to, my grandchildren are going to the exact same building. Here in Washington Township, we build them, we tear them down. Invest in your teachers. Yes. Amen, Amen to that. Oh, your best. When elected, I when will elected. serve. <laughs> Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Hashtag ask Two Pat. days in a row. Right across the street. Hey, call me tomorrow. I am calling it tomorrow. Right. Oh, yeah. Nine until one. Well, and Denny was out here yesterday, too. Denny's such a great guy. He's a God great guy. dang it. You guys are awesome. Denny. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, John. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan, Hardware and Garden. Hashtag Ask Pat. Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery. He's our betting analyst. Mark Sheldon talks baseball top of the hour at the Rook. Get here. This is a classic tavern tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery. And I'm going to tell you. The free samples are flowing with Brent right here. If you're watching via YouTube Live, you know that to be the case. Shout out to you. Quick break. We're back with you next. 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. The Ride with JMV. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan.
This is the Rook. We are at 71st in Keystone. Our tavern tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery is on a Friday, and I'd love to see you here. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, I'm waiting for you. You guys come on out here. We got the free samples. HD Radio, 93.5 and 107.5, the fan as well. Hashtag AskPat a little bit earlier. Again, uh, a breakdown, a little bit more with Bob Kravitz coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor and the Colts situation, uh, which I thought yesterday, I thought yesterday had a chance to be rectified in, in what should be a common bond type of fashion here. Because, I mean, one needs the other. It's just that one needs the other more in this case. But they both need one another. But now, as, as I saw earlier today, I kind of wonder uh, if that is going to be rectified whatsoever. The comments of Jim Irsay to Stephen Holder, we'll go over that. And a lot more coming up as well. Trey Turner, guard, Saints. You know, we're talking about Joe Burrow in Cincinnati yesterday, the calf strain, and Jalen Ramsey down in Miami with the meniscus injury. Trey Turner, quad situation. The guard with the Saints done for the season, according to reports. So a lot of NFL stuff going on. And, I mean, what the hell? A lot of it's really negative, especially around here, considering what the Colts need and, the path in which they're taking as far as their top offensive producer going into this season is concerned. But that aside, Bob Kravitz in the 5 o'clock hour, 71st in Keystone. Again, our Tavern Tour stop is at the Rook today. We would love to see you here. It is a packed house, but we got room for you. Get your weekend started off on a great track here at the Rook with us. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, big weekend for the Reds on the road to Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers. The Dodgers making some moves today, by the way, on a pitching front. To talk about that and more from MLB.com. He has covered the Reds absolutely forever. Mark Sheldon joins us now. Mark, welcome back to the show in Indy. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? Mark, we saw the Dodgers evidently making some moves today with Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, uh, both incredible uh, right-handed arms pitching-wise for the Dodgers. Um, of course, this weekend, that's where the Reds are. Um, what are you expecting right now moves-wise from the Reds? Anything on the horizon you foresee or maybe nothing? What do you think? They definitely need some starting pitching help, and two of the guys they were looking at possibly are now going somewhere else, with Lance Lynn going to the Dodgers and uh, Lucas Giolito going to the Angels. So there's still other pitchers out there in the market, whether it's uh, Blake Snell, another White Sox guy, uh, Dylan Cease, uh, Michael Kopech. Uh, there's a few names out there. They definitely need some help. Uh, whether they can actually do it or not is remains to be seen. There, there's a lot of, uh, I'm sure, asking for big prospects. And I don't think the Reds want to move their prospects, at least uh, the, the high-end ones. You know, I will say this, Mark. Um, I'm all for them making some moves and trying to get better right now because I've had as, as much fun with this team as a Reds fan as I've had in a long time. But I, I don't want them to bring somebody in, you know, just for the hell of it, Mark Langston style, into the season stuff and give up something of major farm club importance. Because, Mark, one part about it is they've had to work so hard to get their farm system to this level right now. As much as I enjoy what I'm watching and as much as I believe they can still win 
I don't know at all if they're in that type of mode to where this move, that move is made where you give up so much out of your farm system is really ultimately going to equate to what we're looking for here. You know what I mean? I understand what you mean, but you have to give up something to get something. You can't give away spare parts and expect to get a frontline starter. So uh, they're in a rare situation where they were expecting to contend a couple of years from now, and they're contending now, and you don't want to fritter that away either. So I, I think there's a happy medium to, to kind of reach where they want to find a guy that maybe has some control beyond this year so he's not a rental player, and that makes it more worthwhile to part with a few prospects in order to get that guy. There's not many of those people out there. If it's a rental – you don't have to give necessarily give up your the cream of your crop in the, in the farm system. You can find people that the team might accept and get the guy for the next two months without sacrificing your system. The Reds have a lot of prospect capital. They can make a move and not damage their system too badly. So Mark Sheldon of MLB.com, longtime coverer of the Cincinnati Reds, again via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, Reds and Dodgers. Weekend set in Southern California beginning later on tonight. Uh, one good thing, I guess, right, is that Milwaukee and all the events with the Brewers are now done for the season. What, what was it that was such a defining factor between the Brewers being so dominant this season against the Reds? I know it starts with pitching, but especially with two in particular. But why so much of a divide between one and the other in these two teams in their case? Well, you said it, it's pitching. They have a great uh, top of the rotation. They have a superb bullpen. And they struck out, I think, 18 times uh, in the last game against Milwaukee on Wednesday. And that really says it all. That's why the Reds need pitching. They, they need the kind of pitcher that can shut down offenses that are, that are successful. And that's, that's what they don't have enough of right now. So that's, that's really the difference. And it's actually bad news that they don't play the Brewers anymore because they don't really control their own destiny. They need to face them down the stretch in order to cut some of the lead, you know, other deficit in the division, but they won't be able to do that now. Now they'll have to keep winning and expect other teams to knock down the Brewers. Yeah, and I, that's – like, I, I look at it, Mark, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't think the Brewers are that great. I just think they're, they're really great against the Reds. Does that make sense? They're not that great, but nobody in the division is that great. That's why the exactly. division's up for grabs. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a division that's winnable, and that's because every, every team's got some flaws. The, the Brewers have flaws with their offense. They have injury problems, and the Reds have flaws with their starting pitching, and the Cubs have plenty of flaws. So there's, there's just it's a, it's, a, it's a faulty division to begin with, which makes it so winnable. Yeah, that's uh, part of it. Mark Sheldon is with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. How out of nowhere has Andrew Abbott been for you this year, Mark? I don't want to say out of nowhere because he's a second-round pick from a couple of years ago, and he was very well thought of uh, even last season that he was coming. And he had a you know he had a really nice uh, time in Double A last year, and he, this year even more so. He came out of the gate really strong in Double A AA and Triple A, and. So I don't want to say out of the gate, but what's really amazing is just it's, I, I don't know if you could ever expect a guy to come into the major leagues, especially without the, the power arm and the strikeout galore kind of stuff that people have nowadays to do what he's been doing. That, that part's a surprise because you just don't expect a guy to come up and just be this successful this fast. Uh, but he's, he's done it, and he's got the kind of stuff that makes him a kind of a more old-school pitcher. He changes speeds. He locates. He does all the things that – you want to see a, a pitcher do, and it's and he's doing it at a very, very high level. As an old-time baseball fan, too, the dude looks exactly like Jerry Royce. 
he does. to me. I mean, exactly Where's like. the same number, too? Yeah, it's amazing. It so, I'm glad. I'm glad that I have you on because you, you're one of the few people I think I could tell that to and you would get it. I mean, he looks exactly like Jerry Royce to me out there coming at you from the left side. Yeah, he's a, gin, he's a ginger instead of a, a blonde. But, yeah, more or less, he's got the mustache, the left-handed stuff. He's not a, <laughs> he's not a physical specimen per se, but he, he really does do what – what he needs to do to get be successful he, he can hit all four you know quadrants of the plate he can hit you with a fastball he can get you with a curveball he can get you with a with what they call a sweeper now instead of a slider uh there's just a lot of different weapons that he has and and if one's lacking he can bring out another one to to offset that and adjust and he makes adjustments on the fly so it's been really impressive so Mark Sheldon, again, joining us, covers the Reds for MLB.com on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. So we're about a, a month and a half deep into the uh, L.A. De La Cruz moments that we have all enjoyed so far. I want to look at both sides of this with you, if you wouldn't mind. First of all, things that have just majorly impressed you that maybe you thought you wouldn't see, and then things that we don't often talk about, but obviously as a young, still inexperienced player with an incredible level of talent, things he really has to start and consider consistently do better on the first part it's just been amazing just watching him do things like run i mean just when he gets on the gets up to speed and he's taking extra bases or stealing a base it, it is really remarkable because i don't know if i have seen somebody in person that fast billy hamilton's the closest that comes to mind but uh he's been really sensational that way and and of course with the the, the force of the, the the hits that he does get when he makes contact he doesn't get cheated he hits the ball a ton and that's very impressive, even though I've seen that before, but it's just amazing to see what he can do with, you know, with, at 21. On the other side, I, I'm a little surprised that he hasn't been more prolific uh, on the right side. He's, he's definitely a more normal or average hitter, uh, batting right-handed against lefties. He's been very exposed in that way, perhaps. And that's an area where he's going to have to make some improvements. But he overall, though, is, even when he's not hitting well, he does take good at-bats. He seems to see a lot of pitches. He doesn't seem to be clueless in the, about the strike zone. He knows the strike zone, and he's doing very very well in that way. And He's very smart, and he makes a lot of adjustments, too. But it's just a matter of putting it all together on the regular to, to become a superstar, and I think you know he's got the tools to do that. Hey, Mark, we got a, a couple of, as I mentioned, the Reds and Dodgers begin a weekend set later on tonight. Got a couple of really interesting matchups. The other with the front running in the Central Brewers, and the Braves, if you were looking at this right now, which team out of the Central has a better opportunity to make some ground against their competition, which is incredibly stiff, without a doubt, this weekend for both? Well, I don't know. I mean, the Braves are obviously a tough team as well, and, and the Reds played them really well, even though they didn't uh, always get the, the outcomes they wanted. They played the Braves incredibly tough, so I think the Braves are kind of a class of the National League, so we'll, we'll see what happens. What do you think about David Bell and the job he has done this season with, uh, you know, balancing this, you know, the, the different lineups, the different bodies, decision-wise, what he's had to do uh, with a pitching staff, obviously, which is still, you know, subpar, but, you know, trying to lean into things right here. What do you think about the job David Bell has done to this point? I think he's done a phenomenal job. Uh, he's certainly a candidate for manager of the year. He's what he's done really that he's been doing it even last year and just didn't really register for many people because they lost a hundred games. Is he's done a really good job of managing young players, setting expectations for uh, for working together, for creating chemistry. I know the chemistry is kind of overblown sometimes because it's it's more of an intangible that you can you can't put a number on. But these guys play for each other. They 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 want to they want to pick each other up. There's a certain amount of 
selflessness and how they play if if they do that. And that's all kind of starting from him. He created a culture really since he, since he got here five years ago, but especially this last couple of years uh, of just a very positive culture uh, where, where teammates pick each other up, they work together, they get along. And they seem to guys that more more selfish or don't play well for other people, they don't succeed and they're not here anymore. So I think you you kind of sense that uh, he's done that. He he kind of set the tone and everyone's accountable. And I think that's that's paying off in a season where they they weren't expecting to be as successful maybe, or the te- people weren't expecting them to be as successful, and, and they are successful because those are some of the things that are coming out in the wash right now that they're they're working together, they're picking each other up, they're. They're spreading hits around the lineup. They, the bullpen is just picking up the rotation. The offense is picking up the rotation as well. And it's all kind of working together. Hey, Mark, who's been the most important out of the bullpen outside of Diaz to you? Gosh, uh, there's, there's been a few. You, you look at uh, Alex Young being the one lefty. He seems to be able to work well in multiple different types of situations. Uh, Ian Jabot who is not anyone's idea of maybe a premier uh, reliever in a, in a lot of ways on other teams, but he's really been successful for this team. And when he's, when he's, got, uh, when he's not fatigued, he could be very strong, especially at getting out of jams. And then, of course, Lucas Sims has been kind of the eighth inning guy. And, and when he's on, he's able to get a lot of guys out. But the, the issue that whole bullpen's going to have is just staying rested enough to be successful. When they're tired, they're very, you know, they're flawed like any bullpen would be. Yeah, I, in, I I don't know if there's going to be, Mark, maybe you would disagree with me on this. I don't know if there's going to be enough opportunity to significantly enough help out uh, what is necessary on this pitching staff in the short term. Does that make sense? No, you have to explain that. Yeah, I, I, like I don't know if there are enough options out there for the Reds right now that they would want to take that would make their make their pitching staff from a starter coming in or a bullpen member oh, yeah, that much trade, better than yeah. what they are right now. You know what I mean? No, I think I think they can. No, I absolutely think they can make improvements in both bullpen and, and rotation to, to help them. If nothing else, just to have a more experienced arm, a guy that's been around, uh, especially in the rotation, if you get a, a proven starter that's got some playoff uh, postseason or kind of chase experience, who can take the ball every five days, who can give six to seven innings, I think that would be a huge upgrade for the rotation. Even if they just get one guy, I mean, they, they could really use two, but if they just get one guy to go with the guys they have that have been pitching very well lately, the rotation's been much better coming out of the All-Star break. But if they can get one guy, I think it would not only would it be better for the, the staff, but it would also send a message to the clubhouse that the team's going for it. They're making an effort. They're trying to seize the moment and, and try to win, you know, get to the playoffs. And I think that would also be a boost for the team. All right, Mark, you maybe have just caught my Reds fan pessimism leaking out a little bit right there. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's it. Hey, I did want to ask you this. I mentioned this at the top of, of the segment here. What do you think about what the Dodgers did with, with Lynn and Kelly today? Because when you mention that, you get, you get a starter that, that has, you know, been a quality starter over the years, and you also get a quality reliever that's been in a, a number of big postseason situations in his past. Yeah, Joe Kelly's a Dodger star here from his first go-around with the Dodgers. They love him here. Uh, Lance Lynn is a kind of a back-of-the-rotation guy, but the Dodgers have been kind of beset by injuries. They could really use some help in their rotation. Uh, they also got a shortstop in Ahmed Rosario, so they're, they're, they've been kind of underwhelming so far this season, and now they're going for it, and that, they're going to be a factor in the NL West, and they certainly want to get back to the playoffs with their with their huge payroll. So uh, I don't know how much of a difference maker Lance Lynn will be for them, but he's somebody that the Reds could have used perhaps, but we'll see yeah. what happens. That's interesting you say that too. 
Uh, that's uh, Mark Sheldon, everybody. MLB.com, staked out in Southern California, getting ready for a weekend set with the Reds and the Dodgers. Kind enough to join us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline. Man, outstanding work. I, I do. I love following what you do and what you're writing about. My team, it's funny. I don't know if you, you, you feel this at all, but, you know, I'm in a market here in Indianapolis where we don't have a major league baseball team. Thus, I get to root for, um, you know, one of my teams, and the Reds have always been my team. And this has been the most outstanding month and a half for me to be a Reds fan that really it, it almost has the feeling of going all the way back to 1990 to wire to wire because it, it just has been that exciting. You know what I mean? And it's been pretty well, special been for me the last season. month and a half. That's an exciting season. It's contagious. It, it, it definitely can feel the buzz in Cincinnati and clearly in Indianapolis too. It's a, I guess it's a distraction from the IndyCar season which is what I follow sometimes. I like, I like Indy cars and, and Formula One, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's cool that uh, the Reds are resonating outside of Cincinnati, too. Well, wait a minute. Since you brought that up, who's your Indy car driver? Who do you follow the most? Um, I've always kind of like, I'm more of the old school kind of people. I like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry. I'm blanking out. Tony Kanaan. I like yeah. uh, Graham Rahal, uh, Colton Herta. I like Brian Herta when he was a driver. Uh, so I, I've liked a lot of different drivers over the years. Team Ray Hall yeah. is probably my team, though. I like the I like Team Ray Hall Letterman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm assuming, I would guess that uh, Graham is a Reds fan, right? I would guess. Well, he grew so. up in Ohio, but I don't know. He hasn't uh, come around the ballpark that I know of. I know I know David Letterman's been around uh, at least once, but it'd be cool if uh, really? Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan want to make a, an appearance at Great American Ballpark. I'm sure the Reds would welcome. Well, yeah, that, and I, I tell you this, I, I talk to Chris Welsh all the time too, and I know this to be certain that that Kirk Herbstreet of ESPN is one of the bigger Reds fans, longtime Reds fans out there. I always yeah. kind of agree with his tweets when he's tweeting something out about old school versus new school, so I kind of get it. Yeah, he's a huge Reds fan. So there's definitely some Reds fans out there. Hey, Mark, I appreciate that. Have a great weekend in Southern California and hope things go well for the Red Legs. And we'll do it again soon. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you. It's uh, Mark Sheldon right there of MLB.com via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. A longtime coverer of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we're at the Rook right now for a tavern tour stop, 71st in Keystone, Heaven Hill Distillery. Brent Holverson rejoins us right now. You knew this was going to be great, but did you know it was going to be this great? You know, absolutely, because a, a good joint like this, right, yeah. you've got great clientele that's already built in. Plus, who's coming in to see the show today? That makes for a, a nice full house, a good way to start the weekend off like we talked. Yeah, it is great. Great great joint right here, great drink specials, great staff. And as we heard from J-Law, uh, the best biscuits and gravy late night that you can possibly I, have. I, I are, love. We still, are we still doing that we, here? we got to try it. I, we, we're going to talk to her. We'll, we'll talk here with Kyle here in a minute, and she'll tell us exactly oh, We'll have her give us a rundown. Um, you know, and again, one of my favorite things about this place right there, John, yeah. the fire station special. When the sirens go off at Station 21 right across the street, $2 shots of Evan Williams fire are, are once it's flashing. So hopefully, well, hopefully, again, they're out training. You're going to have a, a training run here. A yeah. training run. No actual go out and put out big fires. It's too hot for a big fire. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Oh, it's going off right now. Well, it looks like we might have to get shots out of fire right. here shots for everybody, right? Fire yeah. for everybody. All the way around the horn. 
Everybody I'm, a little bit. I'm going to have to get on here like the old school emergency episodes and say KMG 365 at the very end of this. I never <laughs> yes, knew what sir. that meant. Well, you know what? We're going to find it out, right? <laughs> I never knew what that meant. So what we got here? We got, I got a great friend here I want to I want to bring up real quick, Mr. Ryan Beck. And, John, a little Ryan, backstory. Good to meet you. You guys have yeah, probably talked before, but a uh, little backstory. And he's got a great event and Audi coming up I wanted him to shout out. He got me started in this industry back in 2005. And I remember, and Ryan Beck was one of the great. Greatest, um, when I was back running uh, Fox and Hound back in yeah. the day, I was a general oh, manager. Yeah. I remember uh, Ryan Beck was was the guy that uh, took care of everything I ever needed. And, and, brother, I can't tell you how much I love and I owe you for everything you've done for me. Did he run the Fox and the Hound well? It was amazing. I've never seen anything <laughs> well, like it. Well, that was one of the places on the north side. It was. Back. It was yeah. hot back in the it day. It was the go-to spot. It was hot sure. back in the day. And, and I'll tell you this. Um, 2005, my dad passed away. The very first person there was Ryan Beck at the hospital. And, and I still, I mean, I got chills as I think about this every day. Um, but he got me in the industry, in the liquor industry. And, uh, you know, I left Fox and Hound, took some time off, got in the industry. And, and via Ryan, his, his dad, Jim Beck, another great, great soul out there. Um, you know, I, 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 brother, I, I can't thank That's you awesome. enough. Thank you very much. For everything no, you've it's done. It's been a pleasure. And, and Brent and I have had a great working relationship from back when I was in the industry, which I left now, and I'm a, a youth hockey association yep. coach, and that's what we're here to talk about, or I'm here to talk Absolutely. about, I should say. But I appreciate the opportunity, and it's great to see both of you again. Youth hockey, huh? Yes. How, how does that go around here? It's fantastic. We're growing every year. The Indy Fuel, uh, the, the pro team here in the Eastern Conference Hockey League, last year they had one heck of a season, made it to the playoffs. We're hoping for great things. Uh, they're getting a new stadium built up in Fishers. That's going to be exciting in the next couple of years to see how all that unfolds. But uh, we We've got uh, the Indianapolis Youth Hockey Association, Junior Fuel. We've got, uh, in my league, which is the rec league, so not even the travel kids, yeah. over 660 players last year, uh, which is quite an achievement. We've ran out of seven different uh, ice rinks, basically, because a couple of them, like <clears throat> Fishers and Carmel, have two rinks at each. Uh, we incorporated and, and helped out with the South Indy Sharks, who are uh, in Perry Park. Uh, they needed a place to play so they wouldn't have to travel. We were able to incorporate that. We've got, as you are aware, uh, some disabled hockey programs with sled hockey for uh, players who have abilities that uh, we need to accommodate for. And then uh, something we started a few years back was the blind hockey team. And, and a shout-out to those blind hockey players, Daniel Belding and Matthias uh, and Chris and t- uh, to be in and all those players so it's been a, a long fun road and we're excited to see where it's going to take us next that's awesome Thank you. you've got a big uh, golf outing coming up right, that's right. This Thank next you. thursday next thursday yep. august 3rd we're going to have the big golf outing out at ironwood golf club and uh fishers indiana there the uh, the other big draw is every player that plays is going to get a golf club so that's our way of saying thank you for coming out and then we're also going to have the helicopter drop which brent i think you're yep, familiar absolutely. with absolutely it's amazing do. so we every Everybody that's like go. WKRP stuff right Exactly. <laughs> it's the turkey drop. That's exactly yeah. what we try to mimic. Uh, you can go online to IYHA.com, and you can buy golf balls. You can buy a single ball. You can buy 20 balls. You can buy 200 golf balls. We're going to dump them out of a helicopter over the driving range. Nice. And the uh, pre-selected number, if your ball is the closest to the bullseye, then you win a $25,000 grand prize. Wow. All the hole-in-ones are going to nice. have par three challenges with a uh, trip to Hawaii, a trip to Myrtle Beach, a uh, Harley-Davidson. Um, and or a trip to Vegas. 
So we've, we've got a lot of fun things. A silent auction. Don't have to be present to win any of the items. So go online. Again, it's IYHA.com. And we appreciate all the support. It helps the next generation of superstars come in and find their way to, to a hockey. Uh, hey, how many NHL players do we have from around here? Do you well, know? I can tell you right now, the New York Islanders seem to be real hot on indie kids. So we've got really? uh, a kid who I went to school with his aunt, uh, Grant Hutton, is uh, an Islander. Mason, and he's from Carmel. Mason Yops is an Islander, and he's from Speedway. And Aiden Fulp is an Islander. Really? And he's from Westfield. Wow. So I had and, no idea. And uh, we're going to – Grant got a few games in the NHL with, last With the year. big club? I, with the big club. They go back and forth a little bit. Grant got in the NHL for about – I don't remember exactly how many games. A handful of games last year. He did get his first goal. Now, he's a defenseman, so you don't expect a ton yeah. of goals. But uh, they're all just remarkable guys. They come back every year and help us with our youth hockey camp, the hometown heroes. Nice. And uh, couldn't find a better group of kids. Then John Michael, what was John Michael? What's his name from Zionsville? Yeah, and you're, for you're the putting Avalanche? me on the spot here. Uh, I got one for you, though. Yes, sir. Now, he was born in Indiana, but I think moved later to Ontario and was a tough dude. They're, NHL. You know who I'm talking about here? Uh, it's Donald from, Brashear. But from Bedford, Indiana. Donald Brashear yes. was born in Bedford, Indiana. Yes, which you don't expect a ton of NHL no, players. No, you don't. And he was a bunch born of in bruisers. Bedford, Indiana. Right. He was. <laughs> yeah. He was. Was he a badass or was he. He was kind of. He grew up in a tough environment and he decided to find a way to defend himself. And then when he got to Canada, I think it was his aunt that took him up there. Then she uh, got him into hockey. Was, it, was he, he got, the Marty McSorley guy? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, that was a situation we don't usually try to bring up. I'm not, I don't mean to because I just want to give a yeah. shout out to Bedford, Indiana. Yeah, but being no, known that, for Donald Brashear. That is. There's yeah. a lot of uh, history of hockey. You know, Wayne Gretzky, obviously, yeah. with the racers. My coach. Uh, growing up when I played for the youth racers was Hugh Harris and, and also Al Carlander. And uh, we've got right now in our youth hockey association, and Brent knows my sister, JJ. She's a, a fantastic coach, Barb, uh, we, uh, Brent Gwitt, and uh, our, our leader, Derek Edwardson. You couldn't find a better leader as, as far, and he runs all of the travel teams as well. I think we're, with the travel teams and the rec league included, I think we're over 1,000 strong. We're still trying to build that girls program. Nice. So anything that we can do, again, go to IYHA.com. That's the Indianapolis Youth Hockey Association. Sign-ups are now. You can get, if you've never even stepped on the ice, we can get you up and running before the season starts in October. That's awesome. Goodbye anytime, man. Hey, hey, I appreciate it. Appreciate Thanks, it, Ryan. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, Cheers. We got a shot here since the, the, okay, the alarm went off. We got in a break. And this yeah. is a little Evan Williams that's fire. The, uh, that's the goal horn. That's the goal yeah. horn. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's celebrate the uh -huh. goal horn Thank here. You. We'll cheers, cheers, cheers. Thanks. Cheers, cheers to you too, Macho right, Mike. Right. Let's do it here. Thank you. Nothing better there, John. It's smooth. That is smooth, right? Look at that. God, it's flavorful. Evan Fire. Evan Williams Fire, that's right. Quick break. We'll come back. Kravitz, top of the hour. More from the Rook, our Tavern Tour Stop July, 71st in Keystone at the Rook. Join us here, 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. 71st to Keystone, our location. Tavern Tour Stop July is at the Rook with Heaven Hill Distillery. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst here. A couple of quick updates for you. Mark Sheldon of MLB.com just with us. Podcast 107.5thefan.com. Bob Kravitz on the latest regarding Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. Colts practice today moved indoors because of the early inclement weather. 
I know a lot of you came down here, didn't get a chance to see that already had tickets. That was a bummer. But we'll get into that more in-depth Jonathan Taylor Colt stuff coming up here at the top of the hour with Bob Kravitz. Latest on Joe Burrow, likely out several weeks with a calf strain. Sean Payton, as we talked about a little bit earlier, went in deep on Nathaniel Hackett's job as the head coach of the Broncos a year ago. Payton now regrets the critique of the former coach of the Broncos. And Aaron Judge of the Yankees, he's coming off of IL for that weekend set they have with the Orioles. Again, that game can be heard on Sunday Night Baseball here on The Fan. And the Dodgers make a deal for former Brownsburg standout Lance Lynn, along with noted reliever right-hander Joe Kelly a little bit earlier today. The Reds and the Dodgers, a weekend set from Chavez Ravine, starts at 10-10, coming up later on tonight. But rejoining us now, Brent Halverson of Heaven Hill Distillery. I mentioned, Brent, we're at the Rook, and the owner of the Rook is the awesome Kyle. Let's bring Kyle onto the show right now. Thank you so much for having us. This is great. Absolutely. Thank you this so much This is exactly what we're looking here. for, buddy. This is, and, and, and it doesn't get any better when you have a great, great owner like this, this right is here. great. Just, oh, you guys, thank you so much. Yeah, this is thank awesome. Thank you. So give us a little background on the history of you oh, with the ownership gracious. of the Rook. So I bought the pub in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, just kept getting better and better and yeah. better. I, my staff is astounding, which brings in great customers, which just puts it all together. So now we made it through COVID, made it through the pandemic, and we're just doing better than ever. That's awesome. Well, Pat Sullivan was earlier and he says that most of his staff comes over here if you want to find them not at sullivan hardware and garden <laughs> you'll find them right here is we that correct feed them yep we feed them we have all my whole menu is scratch my background was fine catering so our whole menu is scratch my dressings our filet like everything that we do is completely scratch kitchen here so we're really proud of our food as well that's so. awesome and, and our great friend jayla who's out here somewhere he's he over there and said yep. you have the best late night biscuits and gravy special oh it Midnight every Friday and Saturday. Is that when it starts? That's true. That's awesome. $5 make you holla. Yeah. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's awesome. And you guys great. don't call it B&G, do you? call it biscuits and gravy, right? We call it B&G. You do. <laughs> You're having a hard time with that, aren't you? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do we need to change the name? No, it's okay. I can no. do that for no, you. No, don't change. <laughs> don't change for me. I can call it. Because I guarantee S- all the listeners out there are saying, that guy is such a crank. Just shut I can up. go S-G-B, yeah. if that matters, if that changes anything. <laughs> just tell that guy to shut up. Who cares? So just give him a plate to eat it. Shut Shut up. <laughs> so the, uh, I do want to ask you, Kyle, because this is one of the greatest um, things that I've ever seen happen in a account. Yes. The fire station special, Kyle, is outstanding. And talk, talk to me about that. So, so every time uh, the fire station right across the street. We are. We are right next to a fire station, which I have to tell you, we're on our electrical grid. So we never lose power. That's actually a really plus, plus, plus. Every place else loses power. We start feeding everybody, drinking everybody. We don't drink them. We give them their beverages. Sure. So the fire station, anytime they get a call and the sirens go off, we have two sirens in-house that go off as well. And it's $2 Evan Williams fire shots for two minutes. That is outstanding. (laughs) We've done that once already, haven't we? We have, and we should do it more. Um, That is absolutely outstanding. The, uh, the, the special itself, right, when it does, I'm mean, sorry, I got a little feedback in my ear here. Can you turn me down? Thank you. Um, 
it, 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 what a wonderful thing. I mean, it's happened twice. Now, again, hopefully it's doing little uh, practice runs. It's not right. fully run, you know, out yeah. there going on solving problems. <laughs> but here, uh, everybody gets $2 shots at Evan Williams Fire, and it doesn't get any better than that. And that is outstanding. I love the idea. You, my friend, that thank you. That is a, a great thing to do for – you've got a great crew that's in here. Your staff's outstanding. They are. You know, you've really put together a great thing. So 13 years yes. in the making, right? That's what you've been here. Yes, I in 2010. 2010, okay. And then what was uh, what was before here? So uh, who was, uh, Pat was telling us, right? So there used to be a, a grocery store. Magic something or other. Oh, my goodness gracious. This strip mall, it's a three-day strip mall. Actually, yep. I just bought it. I'm so excited. You bought the whole thing? Yeah, I own oh, the Oh, good for you. Yes, I'm so excited. So it's a three-day strip mall, and it used to be a village pantry, a dry cleaner, and a pizza barn way back in the yeah, day. okay. Then it became a bar, and it's been, I think I'm probably the fourth bar here. It's exactly. The first time a bar started was 1972. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> See, that's great, though. That's, again, we talked yeah, joints, yeah. John. Yeah. 1972, this has been an operation, and now we have the outstanding Kyle that has brought the room into play last 13 years has been great so again thank you for all you do what you've brought here thank it's you a pleasure. thank you for having us thank you so I mean, much this is, this is everything that john and i started out this is it ago. Yeah. tavern tour this is what we love to see and, oh. and, and what a great crowd to come in here too well, i feel very honored to have you guys here oh. i truly do thank it's you awesome. so much well and, and again the rook at 71st and keystone and kyle is with us the owner since 2010 besides b and g Besides BMG, late he's night, buying into now. Late night B and G. What else? What else is on the menu? That people oh my gosh, love? our pizzas are astounding. Nice. The wings are astounding. We do hand trim filet sliders. Thursday nights are steak dinners for ten ninety five. A filet, big potato salad. Sundays have priced pizza all day. Whether you're here like to go or not, or what you know. Oh my gosh, our food is just astounding. That's awesome. We pour damn fine drinks. Yes, you do. <laughs> That right now. That's mine, right. mine had a little wang in a little bit earlier, too. There was a whole lot more larceny than there was in Terrell. Hey, that's a good thing, John. No, right? it's, it's, it's it is a good thing. Good thing. We so. aim to please. All right, what are your hours, too, by the way? We are 2.30 to close. We have a lot of industry people that come in here about 1, 1.30 every night. So, I mean, we are the last call people in Indy. Um, and then we open on the weekends for lunch. And then on Colts, oh, my God, we have a huge Colts crowd here every Sunday when football starts up. We always have all the college games going. We're very much a sports bar. Um, I know you were talking about Cincy. Yeah. And I know they're doing hot. We're a Cubs bar. Cubs bar. Sorry. I love I love Tucker Barnhart, but I don't like the Cubs. I love Tucker Barnhart. Well, I'll tell you Brownsburg, what. friend of the show. We were just actually talking because last night they had a little situation with the Cardinals, the game that you guys have on our replay right now, yep. where Michael is hit Hap after Hap end up hitting in the head Wilson Contreras, the catcher on his backswing and we were talking That's about I was talking to Tucker right. about Tucker being I said, hey man, what are you doing up on the top step right there? I said, are you laughing? And he was laughing about the entire thing. But That was last night. You guys have that on replay right now. Uh-huh. I'm a Tucker fan, not a Cubs fan, but a Tucker fan. Yes. 
So I like the way that that. I roll with the flow of my customers. There you go. Hey, that's exactly what you <laughs> Well, I did walk in awesome. here, and some fine-looking lady said, hey, you know, the Reds are really good this year. So she well, listens to the show and is a Reds fan. Apparently, some people can't get the games on their TV, so we've been getting a lot of right? customers in for the Reds game. So, heck, yeah, that's you know. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, Kyle, thank you for having yes, us. Yes, thank this you. This is an awesome place. This You're is exactly welcome. what we're looking for in terms of a tavern so tour stop. I appreciate it. And uh, we would love to do this again if you guys will have us. I would love to have you. That's great. Anytime. Stop Thank by you, here, especially you. late Thank night you. with the B and G, the God. biscuits and gravy, seventy first and G now. No, what's what's the S added? Sausage. Sausage. Oh, hey, look oh. at that. See, you're, oh, getting, you're getting sausage, more acronyms gravy there. and biscuit. Is it big? Is it thick? Big and thick and homemade. Oh, it's not too thick. It's you just know? right. Don't you think the biscuits and gravy is indeed the best breakfast item on any menu? I would hands down agree. If they do it right. If they do, if it, you right. do it right. If yeah. they do it right. If not, it's the worst on the menu. So if, if I if I pop some Pillsbury and just throw some gravy on it, that's not it, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. <laughs> no, got to do a little better than that is what you're saying. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, Thank Kyle you right here at it. the Rook, 71st and Keystone okay. again. This is a tavern tour stop for the month of July. Well done out of yeah, you, man. You know, I tell you, it, it, you this is it. what it's all about, John. I mean, we get to come out here. We get to see these great, wonderful establishments. We get to meet the owners. We get to meet the staff. We get to, we get to have some great cocktails. And look at the crowd here, my friend. It is a great crowd. It is awesome, right? I, I mean, just saw one Randy Strand in the Randy house, Randy Strand's too. in the house. That was, that was unknown, you know? Well, so, Randy Strand's a great dude. Dude, isn't he? You know what? We're uh, we're fortunate to be surrounded by great people. We are, and, and it's good to see when great people. Well, come Michelle in. Kiefer's in the house too. This has been sick oh. the past couple of days. Feeling better. I right know now. she's back. She's got a group back, sitting on a stool. Yeah. <laughs> you, you notice she'd rather sit next to you than me. Well, yeah, you I do. I, you know what? I come on now. <laughs> Got Tony yeah. D in the house too. Tony, Tony mean, D's up some, in here too. Yeah, all, I know, the, all the good guys are around here. I know so. it. So now we have what well, we have. Like if you've ever been out to one of my remotes, we have a lot of people that come out every single time. We've got uh, Jeremiah and Melissa uh, over in the corner with J Law, and I believe Matt's over there as well. We just have we have a number of people that come out to everything we do, and that's. That's what makes this so special. People are going to say, well, you know, why do you like going out so much? Because I can talk sports anywhere. I can do it in studio, whatever. But I love coming out and doing it because I get to hang out with you guys. Seriously, I've always been somebody that wants to hang out. Always. I mean, from the time where I was in single digits, I wanted to hang out. Always just wanted to hang with friends. And this is the type of environment that I absolutely love. And the Rook was a great choice by you. You know, and again, John, you're you're right. I, I'm with you too, man. I mean, being able to be out uh, yeah. in great accounts with great people, it makes for a great time, right? That's all it takes. So, again. Well, it doesn't even sell. I mean, this is also business. But this is not business. This is like Absolutely. this is friendship. This is friends of the show. This is you know wanting to have some fun in a world where oftentimes you you kind of get you know you kind of get sideswiped by the not so fun stuff. This is what we're looking for. This is what I want to do. Well, I'll tell this you. is why I love doing radio like this, is to meet people that listen to the show. You get to see them out just like this. And you're spot on because the world is fast these days, right? It's it definitely is. faster than it was 20, 30 years ago. But being able to be out and to be around such great people, such great accounts, enjoy such great spirits from Heaven Hill Brands and, and beyond, um, there's nothing better. And, and again, man, I, I will tell you, uh, I'm honored to be able to sit next to you to do this. At least... 
once a month. Love Coming you. up soon, we'll be doing Love it every you. every Thursday well, for every the Larson Lock Show, and I'm looking forward to that, man. I, it's it's one of my favorite days of the week, being able to sit next to you, surround with good people, good things, and uh, great drinks. So, I lots and shots coming up, and not one. But two tavern tours. Or check that. Two backyard bourbon broadcasts coming up. Two backyard bourbon broadcasts coming up. One of them could be a little bit really big and special, which we might get into a little bit later. Here's what I would do right now. Log on to 107.5thefan.com if you would like to see us out at your place in the backyard. Log on. Check it out. And then sign up today. We've got two coming up. And as Brent mentioned, one is going to be a party for everybody. So we'll get back to that coming up a little bit later on. The August Tavern Tour stop also still to come, too. Derrick Henry wants a running back summit annually. We'll get into that. And the latest with Jonathan Taylor and the Colts coming up at the top of the hour. Bob Kravitz, he will join us. Of course, 6 o'clock hour, the first installment of what is going to be Colts Happy Hour with me. That is coming up at the 6 o'clock hour as well. Brent Halverson, JMV, Tavern Tour stop, Keystone, 71st, the location here at the Rook with Heaven Hill Distillery 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Are you kidding? 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. If you can see me inside the lounge via YouTube Live, I am sipping on the 23-year-old Elijah Craig right here that a fan brought in. That's absolutely incredible. I mean... Should I shoot this or do I sip it? You guys tell me inside the lounge. I'm going to let you guys make the call on this. Shoot it or sip it. Like, everybody around here says to sip it, but the hillbilly of me says shoot it. Tell me what I need to do here inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Uh, Again, the Rook, 71st in Keystone. This is a tavern tour stop for July. Thank you all for joining us. This has been the first two hours. So outstanding. An outstanding time. Mark Sheldon, MLB.com, joined us a little bit earlier. Uh, Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Gardner, hashtag Ask Pat Sullivan, or I should say hashtag Ask Pat segment with Pat Sullivan a little bit earlier too. Podcast with everything at 1075thefan.com. And, of course, we talked about the whole situation, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts ongoing What's happening with that? Where that is going right now? And with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, a friend of the show, Substack, musings of an old sports writer, but certainly incredibly relevant on a day like today, going where we're going now with the Colts during training camp. Bob Kravitz on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. He does join us. I'll be honest with you, Bob. Yesterday I was talking to the folks here on the show, and I thought. You know what? They're ultimately going to come to their senses and, and work this out, especially you know in mind with the short term. But looking at, at Jonathan Taylor today and that look that he had during the running back workout segment that he was uh, watching, I I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't know where this thing is all going. I just wish at some point this would stop being somewhat of a clown show, get on even ground, and start really working toward winning sometime again soon. You know what I mean? Well, last year was a clown show, so why shouldn't we expect it to continue into this year, even with a new coach and a new quarterback? I mean, Jim Irsay, and I'm going to write about this this week, Jim Irsay really needs to be quiet. You know, I mean, I I love the guy. I really do. I I, I treasure the time that I I spend with him. 
and I think he's a, a really good owner except for last year. But he's got to get the hell out of the, out of the way and let Chris Ballard do what Chris Ballard's going to do. Um, I think because of the devaluation of running backs, there is no way they're going to make make him a long-term offer. And now you've got Ursay saying what he has to say, and you've got uh, uh, the uh, agent, I think his last name is Kawa, um, Malki Kawa, I think is his name. He's making comments. This is not good for anybody, and it, it's a really bad um, – it, 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 it just – it just doesn't look good for either side, the way this thing is playing out. So Bob Kravitz joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I want to play off of what you just said, and I would agree with you too. I think Jim in the past, Bob, has only been outspoken when he's not necessarily all in in trusting the decision-making that he has hired. We saw that last year with Chris Ballard. We've seen that in the past with, um, with, um, with Ryan when we didn't see this was with Bill Poland. Now, granted, I know that they had Peyton Manning and the landscape was much different then, but you had Bill Polian. Bill Polian knew how many paper clips were on everybody's desk. He knew everything on a daily basis, what was going on in that building, in and out of the building. He had his own show on a Monday night. He knew everything. And then because of that, Jim, along with his success, stayed out of it and then just kind of, you know, reaped the benefits of that success. Somehow, some way, he has to trust those that are making the decisions beneath him again to, I think, get back on the track to winning again. This looks a lot like it did pre, really, for a number of years, pre-Polian here. It really does. And, you know, it, it, it's sad because, you know, I mean, if you don't trust Chris Ballard, then fire him. Get rid of him. Yep. You know, if you don't believe that he's, He's going to make the right move, and, and you're making it significantly harder for him to get a deal when you're going back and forth with uh, Jonathan Taylor's agent. Now, he says that he was reacting to the Najee Harris situation, but come on. I mean, we're not stupid. Um, you know, I mean, he was certainly referencing, if not directly, then indirectly, the situation here with uh, Jonathan Taylor. I don't think there's any question. Jonathan Taylor is miserably underpaid. At 4.3, to have done what he's done is way underpaid. That said, with running backs, I mean, they're just different. And you look at running backs and the guys who've gotten big contracts, like Todd Gurley, like Ezekiel Elliott, um, guys like that, they don't, they just don't last. I mean, they're good for two, three, maybe four years tops. You don't generally give long-term extensions to running backs. Now, is there an opening for a shorter-term deal that would pay him closer to what he's worth? Maybe so. Maybe that's the way they've got to go. But it sounds to me, uh, listening to the comments on both sides, that the Colts are not going to budge. And they look stupid now. They look speckless now if they budged and gave in. Um, but, you know, it's just, the problem is that running backs don't last. And it's sad, but it's true. Um, the average NFL, uh, uh, you know, the average NFL career is 3.2 years. It's not, it's not, it's about that for uh, running backs, uh, even the best ones. I mean, there are not a lot of Derrick Henrys out there. So uh, I think 
We're at a standstill. We're at a standoff. And this thing is just going to get uglier and uglier as we go along. To Bob Kravitz joining us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I have said this, Bob. I think unlike anywhere else in the NFL right now, the Colts, where we sit right now, and then even into next year, need a running back at Jonathan Taylor, just like Jonathan Taylor needs the Colts. I just, I think I this is, this, Bob, this encompassing situation is different than it is anywhere else right now. And for the life of me, because they can't come to this realization, is a bit jarring. It just is, considering where they are with a rookie quarterback, very inexperienced, you know, and coming off last year with all the question marks about the offensive line and the lack of weapons and all of that and trying to move this forward to get this back to, you know, the winning value that we always thought it, it should be. And certainly with, with a guy like Anthony Richardson, th- this is detrimental to the entire works to me I, right I now, agree. the way this I is agree. playing out. Yeah, I mean – you know, you, you want it. Look, I, I've been out at uh, Grand Park. I mean, what's his, uh, Richardson threw a 60-yard touchdown pass to Alex Pierce, and the crowd it was indoors because of the rainstorm. The crowd was bananas. I mean, there there is a not so much a good feeling as there is a feeling of we're over the. The garbage with the rent-the-quarterback, the revolving door. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fresh new start. And now you've got this just kind of hanging over the proceedings. And that's not good for anybody. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Bob Kravitz on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. What, what to you? You've been around this so long. I mean, you've been through a variety of situations. It's funny. I hear all the time, well, you know what? You know, Edron James you know, was unceremoniously basically pushed out. And, you know, they came in with Joseph Adai. And I always remind people, Peyton Manning was the quarterback. I mean, Peyton Manning turned, you know, a guy that's a dentist right now into a fantastic right. wide receiver. I mean, that crap didn't matter. Well, you know, you saw what the Chiefs did last year, the six-round running back and winning the Super Seven. Bowl. Yeah. They have Patrick. Oh, all this crap though. doesn't matter. The Colts are different. The situation is different. Why don't people realize that? In, in the year, you know, look, uh, Jonathan Taylor is a phenomenal talent. I will take nothing away from him, and I hope that something gets rectified here. But the year that he ran for 1,800 yards and broke Edgerton's record, they went nine and eight. He didn't make the playoffs, you know. And you look at the Chiefs: Isaiah Pacheco, seventh rounder from Rutgers, runs for 830 yards and a couple of couple of catches. They win the Super Bowl. So the point the point being that while they're valuable, they're not nearly as valuable as other positions. Now you can argue that they pay a lot of money to sub premium to players at sub-premium positions like uh, Quentin Nelson, like Darius Leonard. So I see the argument there, but I I just, those guys, you you would hope, certainly with Quentin Nelson, you you think they're going to last a good long time. With running backs, especially guys coming off an injury, you don't know what you've got. But, you know, I was of the belief that this whole thing was legit and that it wasn't a soft holdout. And quite honestly, I've changed my mind on that. Because if you look at a couple of years ago, remember that uh, Shaquille was going through this whole same thing. And he right. too landed on the puck. What happened when he signed his contract? Voila, he was off the right. puck. 
So I think this is kind of a soft holdout. Um, yeah. So it, it's just, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And yeah. You saw the pictures of Jonathan Taylor today. He looked like he lost his dog. Yeah, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. It looks like that's that was my look when they took away Skinamax, Bob, right there. That is exactly what my facial expression was when they when they took that away. And you're, you're, I mean, you're right. And it's to me so stinking unnecessary. They've got what 19 million dollars in cap space, and I'm not advocating them signing him forever. You know, and, and you know, going into when he's going to be broken down and not worth a dime, which is coming because it comes for everybody like that. But you know, in the now and next year as well. He is by far, to me still, the guy that you can count on the most offensively above all else. And why you would want to – and I think about this, too, in terms of last year. Shane Steichen was the OC in Philadelphia. You know, Miles Sanders rushed for you know, 1,200 yards. And I know that Philly let him go to Carolina. But we don't know how that's going to work out. It was essential that Sanders rushed in the fashion in which he did to have the offense and Jalen Hurts play at the level in which they did to get them to the Super Bowl. So I, I'd be careful kind of what you wish for in all this believing that any running back can come in and take the place of Jonathan Taylor in this particular situation. Yeah, maybe so. But, you know, I, I, I go back to my Denver days, and I remember how Mike Shanahan, after Terrell Davis got hurt and ended his career, they they put they, they could put you and me in the backfield. We would run for a thousand yards. Yeah. Because they had Alex Gibbs as their offensive line coach. They had a great offensive line, um, and you guys guys like Ruben Drones and Olandis Gary, both going for like eleven twelve hundred yards. And so I, I think there's a feeling around the league, especially with the Shane Steichen type RPO heavy offense, that you can put. A guy back there, and he's gonna he's gonna do basically what a what a Jonathan Taylor does. So, you know, I, I think that Jonathan Taylor was more valuable with the type of offense that Reich uh, ran a couple of years ago, or you know, yeah, last year. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a hard call. I you know I think maybe maybe there's room to maneuver um, with a shorter term deal. You know, where you get him up to nine, ten, eleven million dollars, and you give him a one or two year contract. But that's just the way it is with running backs in this copycat league. You don't pay them a second contract because everybody saw what happened with Gurley and uh, Ezekiel Elliott and guys like that. Hey, Bob, do you think that if if Jonathan Taylor, with his repertoire, you know, had a, a third down back pass catching? that we yeah. have seen ability out of the backfield. Would we be going through any of this right now? Because, I mean, see, Alvin Kamara and Christian Alvin McCaffrey are viewed at a different level than the guys that are the bell cow running backs like this. Would this be different? Absolutely, yes. Uh, uh, if, if he was a guy who played on third down or who was effective on third down, I mean, he, he is not a great uh, – pass protector by any stretch of the imagination. He's very, very ordinary out of the backfield catching the football. Yes, if he was Alvin Kamara or a Christian McCaffrey type player, I think we'd be in a completely different type of situation here. Uh, Bob Kravitz with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Substack, you find his work, musings of an old sports writer. And uh, Bob joins us right now. I, I mean, I know this is like taking taking everything away from 
you know, the rest of, of camp to this point right now. It, it, it's funny. Do you think at all, do we look at Chris Ballard and Jim putting his trust, you know, into year number seven after six years of not living up to expectations? This dangerous territory right now, because the reason why we're in this whole Jonathan Taylor thing, I mean, remember Chris Ballard traded up in round number two to get him. This is yeah, kind of they, what Chris Ballard had. had yeah, I mean, this is what Chris had envisioned right now. So are mm-hmm. we seeing a not-so-subtle change from that vision to something else with Chris in mind I, because of the way they're handling I, Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think I think both, and I, I could be wrong, but I think Ursay and uh, Ballard are on the same page on this. I, I just think you look around the league and running backs are not – I mean, running backs – have the the, the, the second the, the second lowest franchise tag besides besides punchers and kickers. And that's just the way the league is going. And the CBA runs for another seven years, so it's not like they're gonna re like he, you think the owners are gonna renegotiate uh, an opportunity to pay somebody more money? I don't think so. So I think this is gonna go on for a little while. Uh, you hope it doesn't get to the point where he starts uh, incurring $50,000 a day fines. Um, but the big thing is everybody needs to shut up and be professional about this. Yeah. it's uh, it, I, I don't know about you, and I know we're supposed to, like, really enjoy the fact that we have this kind of content to talk about. But I am so sick of, and tired of, like, a clown show going on around here. I can't tell you. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's worn me out to this point. Well, it's great for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. I mean, it's good for listenership. It's good for viewership for what you're writing and all. But it's just not good for a product. And I want to see I want to see when at a high level before I die here, Bob. And I don't know if we're on the, the fast track or not to see that. Well, this, this is not going to be a good team this year. I mean, let's, let's be no honest. Doubt. You know, no doubt. I think it's going to be okay defensively, but you don't know the quarterback situation. You, you got you got the secondary. God only knows what you're going to have there. Who knows about Shaq? Will the offensive line uh, get itself together under Tony Sperano Jr.? Um, I just don't see them winning a heck of a lot more than they won last year. Maybe you get in a position to get Marvin Harrison Jr., but it's funny, some of, the, some of the tweets that I get, people are already looking at ways to position the Colts to get Marvin Harrison Jr. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I like like nobody else is going to want him, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, Bob, Bob, Bob I, think I think their schedule is too soft. I'll, I'll be disappointed, and I, I think I've said this before, I, I would take the under on six. But I, I think that in a lot of these games we're going to witness – they at the very least better be competitive because of the yeah. schedule. And look, the bottom line is it's not winning or losing or even being competitive, although that would certainly be nice. Um, it's, getting, it's getting five on the field. Getting five on the field, getting him comfortable, getting his, his feet under him, and him showing some signs. Um, we, we certainly saw them today. He took uh, most, if not all, of the first team snaps. That 60-yarder to uh, Alex Pierce was just one of those throws where you go, holy crap. Um, So we're seeing signs that you want to see it during the season. I think think it's going to be one of the most interesting preseasons we've ever had here in Indianapolis, and I never thought I'd say that. 
I've said all along, much like Rick Carlisle came on with me in October of a year ago and, and basically said, hey, you know, there are going to be moments when you're going to think we really suck. We stink. Right. What the Pacers were doing, Bob, last year, they were underselling. And then what they ended up doing is overperforming. They gave you more than what you thought you were going to get. And along with entertainment value, that's what's necessary from the Colts this year. I hope they take that cue. I I do not disagree. Hey, by the way, I'm sorry I couldn't uh, hook up with you and Wells yesterday at the smoke-off. Who won, by the way? I won my third consecutive win, $4,000 to Teacher's Treasures. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, I went... I went hardwood. He went uh, kind of cherry cola kind of deal, and uh, the hardwood won out, as it normally should. So, yeah, yeah, as it should. Yeah, we uh, we played golf in that stifling heat yesterday, and I, <laughs> I, was, I was completely baked and not in a good way. Uh, I came well, home, drank some water, and laid on the couch. Let me tell you this. If you were at the Rook, 71st and Keystone, I was just across the street at Sullivan Hardware and Garden yesterday. If you were here right now, you'd be having a blast. And we would have to give you a ride home. There's no doubt. (laughs) You would need a ride home from this. Well, you know, I'm I'm a responsible human being. I know you are. I know you of that. (laughs) Hey. Keep on, keep on keeping on as you're doing right now. Whenever you, uh, right, you want to come on, please do. Subtrack musings of an old sports writer and uh, upcoming Bob's thoughts on Jim Mersey as his role has played out in this entire situation. Uh, look forward to that as well. Bob, have a great weekend. I appreciate you. All right, buddy. Take care. So Bob Kravitz right there. Subtrack, and again, subtrack is where you can find his columns. Substract and musings of an old sports writer. I would agree with him regarding regarding Jim, too. And I just can't get past the fact that two things. One is I, I know that Jim, and I'm fine with that, too. I, I know that Jim wants to be, you know, the, the herd owner. I think he wants to lead owners in the NFL kind of be a lead voice heard and I think that's fine if he wants to be that because he cares so much about it loves so much about it that's fine but this team hasn't been consistently good since he stepped aside and let Bill Polian handle everything like this stuff may have played out but it would not have played out in the fashion with Bill Polian as it does now and you've seen that with regard to Chris Ballard. You've seen that with regard to Ryan Grigson. So that's what you need to get back to. I, I know, simply put, you could say, well, what you need to get back to is having Peyton Manning as quarterback. No doubt about that. But you got to get back to that mentality. He let Bill Polian just handle everything. Remember when Bill Polian was here? Bill Polian did all. And I, I mentioned to Bob that, you know, Bill knew the number of, you know, he knew the number of paper clips on everybody's desk. I mean, he had his own show on Monday nights. It was basically his voice. And I think ultimately that's what you hope to get back to here. Now, Jim's going to be outspoken in terms of you know, situations NFL-wise because that's where he wants to be right now as an owner. I think that's okay. But football-wise with the Colts, 
you, you may want to, you know, back away from that. Like, it's funny. You look back at that tweet of two nights ago, and he was right. He was right about the situation with running backs in the NFL right now. But you got to understand where you are with your guy and how that's going to be perceived. And you got to back away from it. Got to back away from it. Now, obviously, you look at Jonathan Taylor and his, his age, it's ridiculous. And then I'm sorry, I like Jonathan Taylor a great deal, but, you know, sitting there and, you know, mean mugging while you're watching your guys work out, that's not going to work either. At some point, these two sides have to realize in the short, they need one another. And do something about that. Do something for the good, you know, of the team. Taylor get paid. I mean, I know this year he's incredibly underpaid. If he's got to get franchise tag next year, franchise tag him, whatever. I mean, that's like $11 million more than you would get anyway. And there's no way he can sit out. You lose that money, you'll never get it back. But for the sake of this team moving forward and the sake of your rookie quarterback, that's going to stink and need the help. Find a common bond here. Quick break. We're back. We're the Rook. We're at 71st in Keystone Tavern Tour Stop month of July, which has been outstanding to this point. Brent Holverson rejoins. I got Colts happy hour top of the hour, which means do not go away. 93.5107 by the fan. The Ride with JMV. I love JMV. He looks like Rascal Flats guy. Got a cool soul patch. He does, and a buttery smooth voice. Oh, yeah. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, thank you, Pat. I appreciate that. Tavern Tour stops at 71st in Keystone today. The Rook with Heaven Hill Distillery. This right here is Rick Springfield, the headliner. August the 5th. That is a week from... uh, tomorrow at TCU Amphitheater. I've done everything for you. You've done nothing for me. Rick Springfield, the Hooters, Paul Young, Tommy Two-Tone. It is straight out of the 80s. That is coming up a week from Saturday, TCU Amphitheater. Number 9 at 239-1070 is going to get a free pair of tickets to go see that. I promise you this. I promise you that is going to be an outstanding event. I believe down at TCU tonight. Anybody going to see uh, Incubus tonight? No? Incubus, a very popular late 90s and early 2000s band, alternative band. I believe Incubus is down at TCU Amphitheater later on tonight. Um, I will. I don't think I'm giving away tickets for this. Hey, by the way, Q, man, it's good to see you again, brother. Good to see you, man. Thanks for coming out, man. Q317's in the house. The Rook is absolutely packed. I was going to get to Brent Halverson here, but I don't know where Brent is. <laughs> so we're just going to say he's off over there somewhere. Jeremiah and Melissa were here as well. i got to thank them for showing up, too. And uh, thank you for being a part of this, too. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live, it has been awesome. And, again, we go an hour past 6, and here's why. Because we have Colts Happy Hour. It is the first of the 2023 NFL season. Colts Happy Hour coming straight at you at the top of the hour here on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, the Rook, has been an outstanding play so far. Had a great time. If we're looking for... 
taverns, just like what we're here right now. This is it. Tavern Tour Stop is made for this with Heaven Hill Distillery. Plus, what we have to announce is where we're going coming up next month. I'm golden right now. Thank you very much. I think I almost said I'm golden, which is not like I'm golden. But we've got to announce the August Tavern Tour Stop date. And then what you guys are going to love, we have what is going to be Backyard Bourbon Broadcast fired up again. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast with one I can tell you is going to be for everybody. And we've tried this before. I tried this a number of years prior down at Lake Monroe. And I thought I was going to get it done with the four winds. I love the four winds, right? And we were going to have just a big party out there, you know, a DJ and all that. And at the last minute, things kind of didn't work out, so we didn't get it done. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to have one of the two Backyard Bourbon broadcasts will be for everybody. So all of you to join us where we are. And not just for a show, but overnight, in fact, maybe even for the entirety of the weekend. I don't know if we've ever had a weekender on this show before. Have we ever done a weekender for listeners on this show before? We are going to do a weekender on Labor Day weekend coming up. And I cannot think of a better way to get into, after Labor Day, the late summer, and then into fall as we're going to do with our Backyard Bourbon broadcast with Heaven Hill Distillery. I will give you all the information on that to make sure you guys can be a part of that. That is coming up again on Labor Day weekend. We'll tell you all about that. And we have one, again, that could be in your backyard, 1075thefan.com. You can sign up and give yourself the opportunity to win that coming up today. Bob Kravitz, a little bit earlier, podcast 1075thefan.com. Bob and I agreed on a majority of things, I think, regarding Jonathan Taylor and the Colts situation, but I did get an interesting tweet. Corbin sent me this. I don't know, JMV. Polian didn't have to deal with social media. Bill Polian, let me show you this right now via YouTube Live. You guys are watching right now. Here's what Bill Polian would do to social media. He would do that. He does not care. He would not care. Bill Polian didn't care about anything but the team moving forward, obviously, and himself in that case. So I don't think that social media in that aspect would have much of a deal going on. I, I just, to me, it just kind of seems like when Jim doesn't at times trust exactly what's going on, he kind of steps in. And I think you've seen that with Ballard. I think you've seen that with Ryan Grigson. And in this case, you just want the realization that Both sides need one another right now. And I've mentioned in the short, both sides need one another. And we'll see if they'll find some common ground coming up here relatively soon. Brent Halverson rejoins. Heaven Hill Distillery, this tavern tour stop has been awesome. We do have to make an announcement coming up here in a bit. The month of August tavern tour stop. We do. And, uh, you know, we're going to be, we'll do a little tease. It's going to be somewhat close to here, John. We'll let everybody know. Close to here. Close to here. 
Okay, um, I'm thinking uh, right now, close to here. Close to here. We'll, we'll leave that out there. Not for the a fox bit. and the hound. Not the fox. Hey, it's the defunct fox and hound now. But uh, yeah, but when you were running that thing, that was like the place to go on the north side. It was, John. I mean, I, you had athletes there and everything, didn't I, you? I tell you, we had a lot of good times there. And, and I, I remember uh, we had Peyton Manning. We had we had all these great yeah. Colt players that would come in and and hang out. Number one, but they'd come out and and sign autographs and and just have fun. And that was the spot. I mean, there, there was a the Tuesday night deal there was two dollar pint night and we had it was packed every tuesday you couldn't get in the place and and for for many years it was the spot to be it was and it was fun yeah. it was fun i think and I, this before we knew one another and i don't know if you were still doing it or not i was at wnde and i did at least one remote there in the afternoon one remote so that would have had to have been at some point between november of 2004 and november of 2009 well i will tell you i probably was not there so in yeah. 2004 i left to go open up the fox and hound in carmel mm. uh which was uh, i was not there and i've been like i go so far back the remotes i've done i was like uh beef brady's remotes <laughs> like i was doing beef brady's <laughs> Like, remember when Beefo awesome. Brady's, oh, like, yeah. opened up They're everywhere? everywhere. Yeah. I was, like, doing all the remotes. <laughs> and then they closed, and I thought, hell, that's my fault. That's my <laughs> Not at all. Hey, well, you've come a long way, my friend, and, 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 and happy we're sitting here together to be able to talk about it, right? Yes, yes. We've weathered the storm a little bit, and we're in great joints like this right here. So, again, the Rook in Broad Ripple. Yep. What a great spot to be at. Now, what is this called Broad turnout. Ripple right here? This is technically Kinda Broad Ripple. The edge of Broad the Ripple. Edge, so, the if you edge. go that way, you get to Broad Ripple. That's correct. Right. Yep. Uh, that way is whatever west. you were just pointing. Yes. I'm, I'm pointing west right here. <laughs> that Correct. way. This is kind of the start of, if you will. And you know, Pat Sullivan, who was there earlier, yeah. right down the street, kind of starts everything, and then it rolls into the village area and what we all know is Broad Ripple, which the man, I, I, I tell you, I was uh, driving through Broad Ripple two days yes. ago. You were at uh, Union I was, Jack. That was a Union Jack. Yeah. Parking in the road construction there has been tough on a lot of <laughs> a lot of teams down there. But I tell you, they're uh, they're getting ready to move forward, and there's a lot of good things to come for Broad Ripple. Well, the awesome Rob Sabbath. Rob was in uh, the other day, which was great to see. Told me that Labor Day weekend is when I think things are going to be done. It's right around the corner. It is. It is. Special place to be, too. And as you know, I mean, back in the day, Rodriguez was the spot to go to. Hey, there was many a sink that I saw girls pee in in the men's room <laughs> and Broad Ripple. It was a rite of passage. I would be there standing, and I already had stage fright the way that it was. I'm going, hey, wait a minute. Don't be looking here. And then there's a girl, like, doing it in the sink next to me. I thought, how am I supposed to whiz? Yeah, it's tough. Stage fright set in already. It's tough. So it was a rite of passage back then in Broad Ripple. It back is, in the day. and you weathered the storm. You're, yeah, you're, you're we were. We full did. Action we, we still yeah. get a little bit of stage fright. I, mean, I still, <laughs> I still like the alone time I get in those rooms right there. All right, so we have to announce coming up. Cheers. Tavern tour stop for August. Yep. And then we're going to go at 1075thefan.com. We're going to have a backyard bourbon broadcast coming up here soon too. We are. Yes. So we've got uh, the August 4th, right, next Friday. That's like next Friday. That's next Friday. Next Friday. That's big stuff. So if you're listening right now, get online, get in there. 1075thefan.com. Let's get on there, and uh, we'd love to come to your backyard, right? And then next month, 
the following month in September, we've got something else big that I think we'll hold off for a minute oh, to kind man. of announce because this is going to be really big. And, it's well, and this is all everybody. Labor Day weekend. It's Labor, Day, Labor weekend Day weekend, too. Weekend. Yes. I mean, is that something we could even discuss? I think that's something we could do. And I've talked about this before. We tried to do this years ago. We did. Remember down at Lake Monroe. That's right. And then ultimately it didn't work out there at the tail end. But this one is going to work out. This is an entire Labor Day weekend with us. It is, and it is, it's exciting. I can't wait to really kind of bring out and talk about it a little fuller, which we will. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's going to be just a little teaser. It's going to be for everybody listening, right? So you're going to have a chance to come out and enjoy a giant backyard oh, for everybody. Man. And you'll have uh, some good amenities maybe to say oh, it. That too. sounds like a hell of a weekend it right really there. Does. That's Brent Halverson. He joins us coming up on the other side. Tavern Tour stop from August. The official announcement, which is in the general vicinity. That is coming up next. Bob Kravitz joined us a little bit earlier. So did Mark Sheldon of MLB.com and Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Hashtag Ask Pat. Hey, fellas. Coming up next week, Phil Steele, college football, all the college football conversation you need. Phil's on the show next week. And we're getting closer and closer to me being up there for a couple of night situations with the Colts and their workouts with the Bears. That is forthcoming as well. But coming up next, our Tavern Tour stop for August. We'll announce that. Get you back to the Rook 71st and Keystone on a Friday with Heaven Hill Distillery, Brent Halverson, and more. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. The f- lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Oh, the Rook has been outstanding. News of the day, Joe Burrow likely out several weeks with a calf strain. Sean Payton feels bad about what he said about his predecessor as head coach of the Broncos. I mean, he was right, but you probably should not say that that way. I don't know, whatever. We've got to have the truth. He did tell the truth. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett sucked last year. It was pretty ridiculous. Uh, Lance Lynn, the former Brownsburg right-hander, traded from the White Sox to the Dodgers. Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. Dodgers got a weekend set with the Red Legs of Cincinnati coming up this weekend. Beginning tonight, 10-10, Chavez Ravine. By the way, I've been to a couple of games at Dodger Stadium, and I haven't been to, to every stadium in MLB, but Dodger Stadium, it is tough to find anything better than that. It was absolutely outstanding. Loved it. Reds, Dodgers, kind of like the old school days. You guys remember the NL West with the Reds and the Dodgers? It would be whomever is the uh, manager of the Reds. Just say this. Just say Sparky Anderson versus Tommy Lasorda. Bobby Cox was still the manager of the Braves. Bill Verdon was the manager of the Astros. They were in the NL West. Who was, the, uh, who was the manager of the Giants back then? I can't remember. Padres also in that division. So a battle, old school battle in the NL West with the Dodgers and the Reds coming up later on tonight. Yeah, also this bit of information, too. You know, we were talking about around here, you know, Jonathan Taylor and what's going on with the Colts. Titans, Derrick Henry had mentioned it was tough on running backs. It kind of floated earlier today the idea of having some sort of summit. I got news for you. No summit's going to work right now. That's just where these running backs are. And here's the difference. The difference to all those in the NFL is if you are a proven, productive third down back, 
you're going to get paid more money. If you're Christian McCaffrey, if you're Alvin Kamara, you're going to get paid more money, probably get another year on your deal more so than you are. If you're the ball-toting bell cow, even if you are in this case, or Jonathan Taylor, and you are clearly the best offensive option of this team that is not going to be very good this year, that is how you're going to be viewed right now. Now, again, this taking nothing away from Jonathan Taylor. I understand what he represents to this team and what he has needed with this team right now, but that's... That is where we are with running backs. If you are a third down, productive, out of the backfield, catching passes type of guy, you are going to get more money than you are if you're the the bread toter, the bell cow, or even the Derrick Henrys now, even the, the Jonathan Taylors, guys like that. You're going to get paid more. That's just the way that the rest of the NFL looks. And I don't know if a summit of any kind is going to do anything for that let's just again we'll go into the weekend thinking about it from this standpoint if you're the Colts and if you're Jonathan Taylor find some common ground and know that at least right now you need one another and you can decide things you know two and three years down the road right but right now and the next year you guys are going to need one another you just will considering the circumstances find some common Bryn Halverson rejoins us right now at the Rook 71st in Keystone is our Tavern Tour Stop, which has been outstanding today, but doesn't end here. We've got another one coming up in the month of August. You mentioned that it's in the general vicinity of where we are right now. What are we talking about? Well, I'll tell you, and, and you were actually just right there not too long ago. I mean, real real soon ago. I mean, just yeah. call it two days ago. Two days ago. We're going to be back uh, August 25th, Friday, August 25th. We will be doing a tavern tour show at Union Jack Pub. Really? In Rod Ripple. Jay Wetzel. Shout Jay out again, right absolutely. There, yeah. you know, Jay, they're, they're awesome over there. They are great. And again, we talked about there was a lot of construction getting ready to open up. But you know what? We, we're going to bring back a good, loving, fun time over yeah. there. They've got a great product. Their food's awesome. Their staff's awesome. Their drink selection's awesome. Jay, Jay and his wife are great. I mean, and, and, and so we're going to have the pleasure to uh, reintroduce yes. Union Jack Pub yes. Tavern Tour style, which we know that's going to be fun, John. We'll do some Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I talked to him on a Wednesday, and he didn't mention that we were coming back. He did mention that, hey, you know what, maybe down the road we'll do it. But he did not mention that, that was going to be our Tavern Tour style. That is it. That is it. We are at uh, Union Jack Pub in Broad Ripple uh, the 25th of August. And, uh, again, last Friday of the month, which uh, has kind of been the MO for these Tavern Tours, which has been great. Yeah. Uh, and then we talk about after that, the month of September, we're going to be doing our Thursday night or Thursday afternoon Larceny Lock Lunazil Tequila Shot Shows. And we will also be doing some, uh, once a month, we'll be doing some combo shows, what we call. So our Larceny Lock Lunazil Shot and Evan Williams uh, Tavern oh, Tour Combo. So Now, do we know do we know where we're going for a lot of those right now? We do, know? John, but I'm going to keep those under the covers for right All now. All right, that's good. Because it's nice to kind of kind of let people know a little bit. we got we got Paul over here Paul trying to Montgomery sneak in and awesome, see what we got going on right now. But, uh, no, we've got, to, again, a lot of fun, right? We get a chance to come out. As our good friend Randy Strand, who's sitting right there, calls them joints. We're, we're going to the great joints like this. Great places have been around for a while. Uh, we're, we're, we're so happy to, number one, be a part of these places, um, but also to showcase what they bring to our city, right? So we've got some yeah. great spots here, man. It's, it's been a blast, John, and I'm looking forward to year six of Larceny Locks. I knew this shots. was going to be good today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it turned out it was really good today. 
is still packed in there. Right it is. Now, so. Isn't it great, though? I mean, it's look great. at this. It's, it's a great exactly spot to be. This, this is a joint. This is this a joint. Is a dive. This is what we're looking for. This is a tavern. So, but again, yeah. we've, we've seen it twice today so far. The fire station special, which is yeah. here every day of the week. Come on in. If you're in here and those lights go off, those sirens go off, Evan Williams Fire Shots are $2 a piece. And you cannot beat it. And it is a great way to celebrate the great people taking care of our city with the firemen across the street. Brent Halverson, everybody. Hey, Mike, man, load up here really quick. Hey, Olivia, make sure Mike's good to go right here, would you? My man Mike is here. You come out. That's the worst sound in the history of sounds right there. Coming Mike. in hot right there. <laughs> no, it's okay. Glad How to be here. How you doing, Mike? Glad to be here. My buddy. You and Brent are special. Bless you and the family and you everything. You too, buddy. I'm keeping busy supporting the education efforts. Two or you go back to school. Next two days, I'm going to help out with school supplies. Are you really? Lo- locations. Nice. I'm, I'm keeping busy. I, I, I just enjoy being a part of life and being a part of everything. Angel sends you a big hug. Thank She's, you. I got her, her fan koozie to take home, and I told her I was going to see Uncle Brett and Uncle JMV, Uncle and she wagged her tail. <laughs> and bless you and the family and everything. You guys are special, and uh, laws of Lord bless me. I'm going to keep going. Got it, buddy. Thank That's you. Awesome. Macho Mike. Right YMCA. There. there you go, That's man. That's Macho Mike. Man, he's a great friend of the show great right guy. there and That's helping it. out in so many different ways. Hey, by the way, I'm going to go see. i got to get a hold of Christian. Okay. What do you got? What's music coming center? down there? Bless you. a lot of good stuff, by the Boss way. Boss Skaggs. Boss Skaggs. Wow. Wednesday. Wow. Brown County Music Center. Coming up soon. Yes. Let's make that I happen. I got to go. I guarantee you, my man Christian's probably listening. Yes. Our man right there. He, one of the best we'll ever yeah, talk to. Great to be a part. What he's brought to Brown County Music Center. It's awesome. The, the talent coming right. up, John. I looked at the schedule last week. Unbelievable. Two JME shows stuff. coming up, too. Woo. You got Warren, Lita Ford, and Bullet Boys, and you got Psychedelic Furs and Squeeze. That is All 100% JME shows. JMV right it is 100% that, JMV. Uh, and uh, shout out to Christian because Boss Gags next Wednesday. Got to go. That's to awesome. That. All right, Love Brent Halverson, thank you for everything, man. This has been great. Awesome as always, man. Shout thank out you. to Kyle for the Rook. For Kyle Ash, here everybody here at the, uh, Dylan, at the Rook. Thank you, guys. here as well. Yep. Thank you for having us. All right, I'm not going anywhere. You guys still have time to come and join us. You're not leaving, are you? I'm going to stick for a minute if you are. You got yeah, it. Sure. I've got Colts Happy Hour coming up on the other side. Remember, Jamie Takeover tomorrow night. Six until midnight on B105.7. That is going to be a fun time. And uh, upcoming, our announcement about our all-encompassing for you end-of-summer party with Heaven Hill Distillery. That coming up as well. Colts Happy Hours next. It's 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. Hang out.